0: Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. If you want to listen live in the central Indiana area, you can hear us on 93.5 FM and 107.5 FM.
1: What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, John boy. I'm telling you straight. My way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey everybody, we're
0: all gonna get laid! And again, it's picked
1: up. It's Darius Leonard, a pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I N D Y. Yes, sir. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: Hey, everybody. I want you to get down here. It is our week four Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Now, the twist is this is a combo deal you're getting today because you're also getting our Tavern Tour stop for the month of September. There, or in this case, here, is Coach's Tavern. We're downtown. Tommy S. Brent Halverson going to join me coming up in just a minute, but I do want to set the stage for you. Week four of the NFL. We've got the Bengals and we have the Dolphins from Cincinnati later on tonight. We'll get started with that. Our picks. I had a nice week. Finally, not only a nice week as far as our Larceny bourbon locks and the Luna Azul tequila shots are concerned, but also a nice week in terms of my fantasy football team. I get Kyle Udemark coming up this weekend and this weekend. Weekend starts coming up later on tonight. So I want you to play along with us, hang out with us. YouTube live inside the lounge. The camera is up. You can see us again. That's the ride with JMV. YouTube live inside the lounge. We would love to have you there. Busy show for you. Bottom of the hour. We're going to get some Titans reporting for you. I'll talk about that with John Glennon coming up at the bottom of the hour. Coming up at the 4 o'clock hour, that's our Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots. Mike Chapel in the 5 o'clock hour. And then coming up here in about 8 minutes or so, point guard from the Pacers and one of the fan favorites and certainly your favorite, TJ McConnell is scheduled to join us, and we'll talk about a lot of things considering where this team is going. He being a veteran as a part of this team, coming off the bench. And then last weekend, I mentioned this, and I'll mention it again. Last weekend, last Sunday, when the Colts needed it the most, right? This is a much bigger game in scope coming up on Sunday with the Titans because it's a divisional game. But they needed to win one of the best teams in the NFL in their house on Sunday, And I always say this, man, it's like Crash Davis, right? A bull Durham. Yeah, don't mess with a streak. Or in my case, don't sleep on a streak. So if I'm the Colts and if I'm Jim Irsay or Pete Ward, I am making sure that the Pacers come back and hit that anvil again. Tyrese Halliburton hit the anvil on Sunday. I would try to do the same things that I did. I know it's one game. But you have to respect the streak. Don't sleep on it. We'll talk about that because T.J. McConnell is actually a part of that. A number of the Pacer players were there in the house this past Sunday for that Chiefs game. And it was Tyrese Halliburton that hit the anvil. So we'll talk to T.J. about that coming up in just a couple of minutes. All right, Colts news today. Back at practice today. Feeling better about Jonathan Taylor who uh, yesterday missed for the first time, I don't know, going all the way back probably to junior high or something. Uh, Julian Blackman is still a question mark, but you had other guys out there, including DeForest Buckner. Um, But you also got some words from Shaquille Leonard, who talked about his situation and when he feels he is going to be ready to get back. When that moment might be, we'll play that for you coming up in a couple of minutes as well. But we're at Coach's Tavern. We're downtown. Per usual, Tommy S. is here for our Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. We got Brent Halverson, who was also here as well. And before T.J. McConnell calls in, fellas, Brent, I want to start with you. I had a really nice week number three, finally. Much like the Colts, I guess. I'm getting up off the floor, raising my game in week number three.
2: Yeah, John, you went uh, 10 and 6. 10 and and 6,
0: impressive. 10 and 6. Pretty impressive. Shout out to me, everybody. (laughs) Shout out to you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, last week uh, I went 8 and 8, so 50-50. Tommy and Nally both were 7 and 9, so we're all right there. Uh, You also hit your larceny lock of the week, which was impressive. Pretty wild week of football. I don't
0: even know if I remember what it was. Refresh my memory. You had the Cincinnati
2: Bengals. Oh, yeah. And that was was about as locked as you can go. It was locked
0: in right there.
2: Yep, and we're going to be able to talk about... We've got a big game tonight, Bengals yeah. and uh, Dolphins, so we've got some other uh, activities to come.
0: And I mentioned this because I play Kyle in fantasy football tonight. Kyle's quarterback's Joe Burrow. My wide receiver's Jamar Chase, and you know that I'm just a one-man gang. I'm a wrecking crew of numbers right now. So Kyle wants... Boyd and Higgins to be directly involved with his guy Burrow at quarterback. I want Burrow to throw it to my guy Chase so my guy can offset his quarterback and then my quarterback Lamar, um Lamar Jackson can set the stage to go for 40-plus, as he has been doing here he early been. on in the and, season. And been outstanding. Your
2: entire team, my yeah. friend. The bench, even. I mean, you, The bench. You the bench points. has been
0: ass kicking. If we had a, we had a yeah.
2: full-on uh, uh, battle last week, you might have put up 500 points. It was been
0: incredible. It, was, it, it was. was. Hey, listen, I know I can score some points. Now, the problem I have is when the bye weeks start, because I don't draft for a bench. I draft for the here and the now. I want that instant gratification, right? I want to come out. And I want to whip a little bit of ass immediately. So I'm not – my bench is thin. Like, there's no depth. Chris Ballard would frown upon how I draft because – well, I mean, it's not like they have a great deal of depth either, by the way. But anyway, I'm just flat out telling you I don't draft for depth. I draft for the here and the now. And the one loss that I have so far, thank you, Matt Milano and his pick six – with the Bills in that awful game against the Titans, if you can remember, that's the only loss I have is because of that.
2: Well, it's, uh, you know, I was just sitting here looking at your team. And I, and I
0: certainly don't have a long memory, and I don't hold the grudge whatsoever, as you can <laughs> yeah, tell. Right. Yeah, that's As you can it. tell. I got you there. No, I, again, looks looks good. Uh, you
2: know, we'll see, though. I mean, it's, you know, uh, I don't know, Jackson, though. Jackson looks great, doesn't he? I mean, he, great. having him on board and, he, you know, playing in a contract mm-hmm. year like he is, he's surely showing what he's worth some money. So. You're looking good there. And uh, like I say, looking at your team, you got some pretty good. You got Lazard and Evans on the bench. You know, they're just sitting sitting decent there. Running backs are a little bit questionable because you don't have any. Oh, they're questionable. Singletary
0: uh, had a good game for Buffalo last week. Oh, yeah. And Etienne hasn't really done anything so far. So Singletary's been the guy. And for the first time in three weeks, he was the guy. Hey, quickly, you got the Bengals and you got the Dolphins, which is a tasty Thursday night game. In fact, the Thursday night games, I think, have been better than the Sunday night games so far. How are we viewing that before we dive into it, guys, in the four o'clock?
2: well, again, I think a lot of it comes down to Tua, right? Like, how injured is Tua? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I Waddle had some questions as well. Uh, Bengals finally got on track. Granted, Tommy and I were talking earlier. It was the Jets. But um, I, Bengals at home, uh, I mean, you've got a 3-0 and Dolphin squad that just looks pretty unstoppable right now. You know, the NFL, it's a it's a weird, mysterious thing that happens. And uh, I think we'll uh, I think it'll be a great game tonight. But I think you're going to see I think you're going to see a little who action.
0: Bengals at home, three and a half point favorites. I can tell you this without, you know, telling you at four o'clock, I kind of dig that. Yeah, because I kind of wonder a little bit. I wonder a little bit about Tua. I wonder a little bit about Waddle and I wonder that effect that it's going to have in a short week on a Thursday night in Cincinnati, guys. Well, I do. I'll
2: tell you what, the reason they put the hooks on these games yes. is this game right here, right? Cuz this game could be a three-point game and that hook yep. could come into play pretty uh, substantially.
0: All right, Tommy S, Kansas City, you text me on Sunday about it. I'm sorry it got buried in everybody telling me I told you so, <laughs> you overreact, why don't you shut up, Mr. Must Win, but it got a little bit buried Shock last Sunday with that Kansas Shock City loss.
3: Yeah. It's like so, what we
0: said they would Shot, just like Yeah, we all, are, we are right? all on board with that as well. Any thoughts before we get to TJ McConnell in a second about the Titans and the Colts coming up on Sunday?
2: Well, I think you're going to see, I mean, you've got a huge win from the Colts, right? They needed to have that. You've got a Titans team that just doesn't look like they know what they're doing right now. It's going to be tough. They always play each other tough. So, uh, you know, I think that's good. Uh, Colts coming in off of a, off of a high win, even though I still want to know what was said to get that penalty yeah. with the Chiefs that, that, that really sealed the game or made, it, uh, made the Colts. Uh, time and place, everybody. Around. There's a time oh, yeah. and
0: place for everything. You yep. say that next to the referee. If you say that next to the back judge or the line just something like that, probably nothing happens. Absolutely. You, time and place. Yep. When you said it, boom, the flag flies. Right, Tommy S.? That's right. Another must win for the Colts on Sunday. Love they, it. This is super let, premium, Tommy S., super premium. Let Tennessee
3: come in and beat them. Yep. Last week doesn't mean a darn thing.
0: If so. this game were gasoline, it would be... Eight fifty a gallon right now, <laughs> super premium. Coming up on, on Sunday, Tommy. On That's right. <laughs> Eight fifty a gallon is what we're looking at right here. Any other thoughts before we get to TJ McConnell, fellas? No, looking forward to uh, going over our week four picks and uh,
2: celebrating our ninth tavern tour of Love the it. year right here. And this is a dual purpose with uh, with one of the best, Tom Sutton. So come out and join us, the coaches. Great drink specials, and I just had some tasty food. Their food's outstanding, so come uh, come get some samples down Tommy, here. Tommy, yes, it?
0: I'll be honest with you. I may have to take some food home tonight because, if you can see right now, this is the only thing that the big fellas <laughs> eating today It's <laughs> the Uncrustable,
3: the cornerstone of nutritious. The the <laughs> un, the, un
0: <laughs> the Uncrustable. I swear, I ate an Uncrustable earlier today that said two hundred and eighty calories. Why is this one three twenty?
2: Well, that one went up on the way up here. That one happened comes, like
0: 320, 280, whatever, <laughs> whatever. It takes. But the, if you're watching on YouTube Live, this is it. Great food is down here, so obviously I'll be taken care of. There's no doubt about that. Hey, join us down here at Coach's Tavern. We're downtown for the Tavern Tour Stop for the month of September and here for our Larsity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. And you know what we do. It will be flowing. The free samples right here, whether you're watching on YouTube Live or listening through 93.5 and 107.5, the fan, the stream, the app. Facebook, and so much more. Also on Twitter, where we go via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, because we're going to mix in a little hoop and a little football conversation. One of your favorites from this Pacer team, one of the veterans on this Pacer team, is guard T.J. McConnell, and he joins us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. T.J., thank you for the time. How are you? First off, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? You are a fan favorite around here, so no matter what time of year we're talking about, football season, basketball season, baseball season, people, pretty geek to have you on, man, always.
4: I appreciate it, and just love being on, so thank you.
0: I um, am curious, how's the start of this season feel in camp and getting underway next week in preseason games? How does it feel for you compared to those seasons of the past?
4: It it obviously feels different. You know, I feel like when when I got here, um, this is going on my fourth year, we had a a veteran group every every year since I've been here and kind of to look out in the gym and see the youth that we have here. Um, it's different, but I, I feel really good about it. We've we've got a great group of guys that is given 110%. They're good people, and, you know, there's a lot of talent here. I, I'm very excited with the group that we have
0: tj mcconnell the Pacers on the andy moore automotive group hotline. Are are the guys leaning on you i'm assuming that you're you know one of the veterans certainly in that room there are they leaning on you for guidance and leadership at this point
4: um yeah i mean i'm not you know paying attention to that but you know if they have questions i sure. certainly i certainly do answer them and um in the best way that i can and if i see something i try to help them i feel like that's my job um here, you know, like with the, like you said, the guys that we have. If I see something, I would be a do. I would be doing a disservice if I didn't say anything. Say anything. So um, I feel like um, that's kind of been my role um, so far.
0: I'm kind of curious. I mean, you're a veteran guy. Uh, you've been a part of good teams before. You're an established player in the NBA. This is, I guess, I would call this uh, a soft reboot. If you, whatever the case, whatever you want to describe it. Are you cool with the pass? I should say, with the path they're doing right now as far as where they're starting, you being a veteran player and all?
4: Um, I, I love it. Like I said, I, I love it here. I love playing here. I love the team that we have, and I love what we're building. Um, it's it, it's fun. And like I said, we've got a great, a great group of guys who are energetic and good people, and I think we're all very excited with what we're building here.
0: How are you feeling health-wise?
4: I feel 100%. You know, it was tough sitting out last year, but, you know, credit to the training staff, you know, that helped, especially Carl Eaton, that helped me get back quickly um, to be able to play those last three games so I didn't have to sit around all summer, you know, thinking what if. uh, (laughs) Right. You know, I'm just um, I'm glad I was able to get back those last three games.
0: If there's anybody that's going to get you back for that, it's Carl, by the way, too. You were in good hands, no doubt.
4: He's, he's the absolute best. Uh, I was so happy and fortunate to work with him.
0: That length of time that you missed a year ago, was that by far the longest of your career at any level?
4: For sure. Um, I think seven. the seven years prior, each season, I've only missed at most five or six games in a season. So um, that was definitely a change for me competitor to me it looks like a lot of your existence is
0: is kind of you know you get out there and you let it loose and you know no matter if you're getting paid to play or if you do it just as recreation you know you, you get to cut loose that's what's special about sports you get to cut loose in competition how much of you that thrives on competition like that on a daily basis missed that when you were out a year ago
4: oh i um, i missed it a ton and you know, you know, you guys are gonna laugh, but probably r- racing my wife to the mailbox <laughs> is pretty much the only only competitive thing I could do. And, yeah. and you know, I have you know, I won that. I'm not letting her win. <laughs> um, it, you know, like I like you said, it's I thrive off competitiveness and going all out. You know, in everything that I do, and when it's taken away from you, it becomes more valuable once you're able to come back.
0: It um even at a lower older level much lower and much older level with me it becomes a part of you i mean it's addictive i mean it really is but it's in a in a good way too because it drives you and, and just assuming when that's not there that's that's a pretty large void pretty large gap in your daily routine
4: oh 100 uh, you know I, and when it is taken away from you um you know so abruptly you you just you hit a wall where you don't know what to do with, with the free time and you're so routine oriented. So it, it was, it was a, a weird transition, but also I I was able to see the game at a different and from a different perspective. And I think it helped me out, you know, from seeing it from the coach's point of view, whether we're given effort and executing and, you know, just being able to tell the guys what I see, you know, while I'm watching.
0: So T.J. McConnell, of the Pacers, with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Did you have any inspiration further down the road to be a coach? And did that time off, you know, kind of talking about what you saw and how you were relaying that information to others, did that kind of pique your interest on what might be well further down the road for you, coaching-wise?
4: Yeah, I haven't. I haven't really crossed that bridge yet. Um, I certainly thought about it with the time off and and seeing it from from that lens and and kind of, you know, getting a, a small taste of what it was like being a coach, because um, I, I, that's what I felt like from not being able to play, but I, I haven't really thought about that yet. I, I obviously have interest, but, you know, I'm not sure. I'm just kind of focused on this year and this team sure. and cross that bridge when I have to.
0: Is there anything in, in closing that Chapter here of you being out. Was there anything that you saw that was kind of, oh, wow. I mean, you've been down the path a thousand times in basketball at every level. Was there anything that you saw, again, through that lens that you're talking about here that was kind of an, oh, wow, basketball moment for you? Anything strike you like that?
4: I feel like, you know, this is going to sound really weird, but um, it's because I'm so locked in, you know, throughout the year. That when you take a step back and you're you're just you're watching the game, you're not locked in uh, playing it. You you don't really realize how how talented a lot of these guys are, and because you, I mean, it's just your job. And when I when I was sitting down, it I just would watch the game and watch how fast the game is and how great the players are. You know, it really just stuck out to me when I. When I wasn't locked in as a player, and then saw it from a different lens, I,
0: I would assume because you have the ball in your hand all the time, you're, you're on the dribble, looking for folks, and I know that you have a great eyeball to find folks off the ball and such. But did you find yourself often sitting over there, kind of not trying not to watch the ball, but watch what's going on off the ball?
4: Yeah, I mean, I was I was trying to to help our team and, and communicate and 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 like I said, help help us in any way that i can but you know i I would be lying to you if i said i wasn't paying attention to you know seeing what the superstars are doing and 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 you know how great of players they are
0: so tj mcconnell with us Uh, tyrese halliburton is a young player one of those young talented players that you referenced a little bit earlier his skill set what's been the biggest impression for you from what you've seen from your teammate
4: he's just flat out special um I'm not going to sugarcoat it. His his vision, his shooting ability, his ability to get to the paint and get fouled, um, his knack for getting steals on defense. This guy's going to have a long, long career in the NBA, and he's going to be playing at a high, high level um, for a very long time and very fortunate to call him a friend and he teammate.
0: TJ McConnell's with us. What's been your impression so far? He went to Arizona, much like you did as well. But the uh, the first round pick was Benedict Matherin over the summer. What's been your early impression on the rookie?
4: He is well beyond his years. I mean, he's mature, um, and he has a hunger to get better every day. Um, he's he has so much, so much potential, and he like like I said about Tyrese. He's going to be playing at a high level for a long time in this league. You just see his work ethic and his his hunger to improve and and, and be coachable. You know he wants to be coached, and and that's something that you that you just love to see in a young guy.
0: Is that um, I always considered? You know, I think most people do as well. TJ, watching you play, I mean, you, you compete. At the highest level, and there, there's a there's a difference between playing hard. I mean, all you guys play hard. I mean, b- but there's a difference between that and competing. Do these guys through that lens you were talking about earlier? Do they have that high level of competition, much like you desire out of yourself?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I'm so excited about this group, and and you know, everyone here is, has a hunger and a competitive edge about them that it's it's contagious. You know, it it, it spreads to everyone in the in the. The practices we've had are high level and highly competitive and it's been really fun. So I'm excited and anxious to see more of it. TJ
0: McConnell is with us. All right. Races to the mailbox. Anything else that you did while you were out just to try to spark a little bit of competition? Anything you learned? Mm-hmm. Anything you did?
4: Anything inspire you? No. I mean, I, I always try to look at things as a positive and you know, that time off, I was able to spend a ton of time with my wife and, and one-year-old son um, that I wouldn't get if I was playing. So it was truly incredible to be able to spend that time with them and and in bond and and just. and have a good time and and I loved every minute of it. Let
0: me tell you this, you're not at that point yet but I completely get what you're talking about because I've been lucky to do this in the afternoons for the better part of 17 years. I mean I've taken my kids to school every day um, every day you know from the time that they start school to 116 and one's 12 right now and man you, you never think you get the opportunity and and you know unfortunately for some folks they go nine to five or they don't have the opportunity to do that but when you get that you know that kind of look at what exactly you're missing it does make that time extra special
4: no it really um, and and it, I'm not saying that you know, it's a good thing that I was hurt. Not no, someone getting injured is um, is horrible. And but the the time that I was able to spend with my little guy and and uh, my wife, it was it, I, I wouldn't take it back for anything.
0: Nah, no, no, no. It's 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 awesome, man. And to get even better when you get those moments here, even even further down the road. T.J. McConnell's with us. Are you a football fan? I
4: am. Right, what's your team? Yes, I am. I'm from Pittsburgh, so yeah,
0: Pittsburgh I figured Steelers. I thought about that a little bit earlier. I was just gonna let you answer, but I, I, I figured as as such. So you watch a lot of football?
4: Yeah, I do. Um, you know, growing up a Steeler fan and you know, all the history there, um kinda just grew up watching football. Um, you know it's it was it's it's a religion to some people back in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So it's It's uh, a close-knit fan base for sure. All
0: right. You you mentioned, you know, the injury last year. Was it equally as weird to see the Cincinnati Bengals out of the AFC North in the Super Bowl as a Steeler fan? Which one was more awkward, you not playing or seeing that taking place last February?
4: You know, I don't don't want to throw shots at Bengals fans or the Bengals organization, but I'm sure we weren't the only fan base to find that weird of them being in the
0: Super Bowl. Hey, let me tell you something else. Tyrese hit the, uh, the anvil before Colts games, they do that, and Tyrese hit it on, on Sunday. There may be a little bit of inspiration in that, because that was a game the Colts absolutely needed and got it against one of the better teams in the NFL, so I, I've been trying to see if somebody else from the Pacers maybe should get over there on Sunday, if you guys don't have something going on, and pan that anvil, because they got a big one with, against Tennessee.
4: Yeah, I, uh, I was actually right behind Tyrese. We you know what? You
0: were, weren't you? Now that I, Yes, you were yeah. there.
4: They, it was a great experience to to be a part of.
0: They need to ask you guys back. Have they asked you back yet? To your knowledge?
4: No, I'm, I haven't. I haven't heard anything. Go with a strike. Michael, Tyrese. You gotta you gotta go until they drop a game. <laughs> you
0: let me tell you this: you cannot go to sleep on a streak, man. You know this. That's I'm
4: going
0: I'm to put a call in over there and make sure you guys get back down there because they, they need you. And you saw what the outcome was with you guys doing that this past Sunday against the Chiefs. Hey, honestly, though, we always love the conversation no matter what we're talking about. And I know everybody around here is fantastically happy to see you back in the fold, healthy and uh, good to go again. Uh, stay in touch with us and uh, we'll see if we can't get you guys all back over there. Who else was there besides you and, and Tyrese?
4: No, oh, there was too many. I I, I forget. There was I think it was me, Andrew, Kendall, Ben, um, Langston, James Johnson, Tyrese, um, Jalen Smith. There was a lot of guys there. Man, nice. Isaiah, Isaiah Jackson was there. Yeah, there was a lot.
0: No, nah, we got it. We got to have that again. You can I mean, you cannot go to sleep on a streak like that. So, we'll see. Your phone it's may totally ring good. in a little bit. I may get a, get Mike Preston or somebody a call and say you got to get over there on Sunday before that game, so be ready.
4: No problem. No problem at all. All
0: right, TJ, I appreciate you, man. Have a great season. We'll talk again soon.
4: Of course. Thanks for having me, and you have a good day.
0: You too. TJ McConnell of the Pacers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. I'm serious about that. Pacer folks, Colts folks, actually, it'd be the. I'm sure the Pacer folks, I guess, would be down with it. I'd have to check, Kyle. Do they have something going on on Sunday? They're not playing yet. They don't play until next week. Hey, Colts, I don't know who's over there. Like, uh, who should I – hey, Pete Ward. Pete Ward, are you listening right now? Seriously, man. Don't fall asleep on a streak. I know it's just one game, but get Tyrese and the Pacers back over there again on Sunday. Because, honestly, when you look at it, as we've talked about this week, that Kansas City game was huge to get off the mark and get that first win. But this is a division game that you absolutely cannot lose. This is super must win. Super premium coming up on Sunday. So, Pete, Dave Knickerbocker, anybody over there, I mean, Jim Ursay, if you're listening right now, get the Pacers back over there to pound that anvil. Don't go to sleep on a streak. Uh, We're live downtown today. We're at what is the Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. We're downtown at Coach's Tavern. More to come with me and you at 239 1070 next.
1: The Ride with JMV. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. It's quite pungent. stings the nostrils. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
0: There you go. This sounds like we're going to celebrate the 30th anniversary here of Alice in Chains and the release of uh, an all-time classic. Brent Halverson, Tommy S., do you know what album I'm talking about right here? This one? Yes. This is uh, It's not Dirt. It's, oh, uh, it's Dirt. It is Dirt. It's, it's so dirt? dirt.
3: So Dirt. I saw them this summer. They, fantastic. Yep. Not the same, still. Not the same. It'll that, never be the same. That guy yes. pretty close I to I would
0: lane, agree, so. man. I would agree, man. But yes, this date 30 years ago. Actually, we're going to celebrate a couple of albums. This date 30 years ago brought us Alice in Chains Dirt. And Stone Temple Pilots, Uh, Core. Core. If you were listening, Brent Halverson or Tommy S., which album would you choose of those two? And I know you're going to say... Grateful Dead, but, well, <laughs> forty years ago. Forty uh, years ago,
3: in
2: the dark, but uh,
3: anything
0: did, core uh, or dirt. Ooh, man, that's a that's a. That's a tr- hard I know. Right hey, there. listen, core had a lot of songs on that Son of a Gun too, Tommy. Yes, sure did. it did. Sure did. Think about that. Our guys are here. City Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. I want to see you down here as well. It's a tavern tour stop with great food, and we've got the Heaven Hill Distillery product flowing for you here, and our Week Four picks of the NFL is coming up with our varsity bourbon locks and Luna Azul tequila shots. Meantime, John Glennon covers the Titans for FanNationSI.com. So much more. We're going to get in tight to where the Titans are right now, and he joins us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You know, I asked this question um, of Colts people, John the past couple of days. Will this be a stepping stone for that team after that win at Kansas City? I guess the same could be asked about that victory for the Titans over Vegas. Is this something where momentum is built and it's a stepping stone to better things for this football team?
5: Yeah, I, I think that win over Vegas was certainly a step in the right direction, but you can kind of look at it, uh, you know, whether you're looking at the first half or the second half of the Titans in that game, first half, Everything worked perfectly for them. You know, they, they were up 24-10 at that point. They scored on four of their five drives. They were good defensively too. And then all of a sudden everything kind of broke down in the second half and they wind up, you know, just barely hanging on for, for that, uh, that, that two-point victory. So a little bit of momentum was picked up there and that it was a win. But I still think they go into this game against the Colts you know, still trying to answer some questions, and then trying to kind of find their their old identity back. But uh, certainly, a big one for both teams is they got to keep up with those red-hot Jacksonville Jaguars, right? It's uh, John
0: Glennon. He covers the Tennessee Titans. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. I asked Dave McGinnis this yesterday. Of course, Dave's old school, and he goes, well, you know, you just got to play. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you. But honestly, when you view this team and the loss of Lawan now on the right side of the offensive line, start of the season without Harold Landry, how close might this Titans team be? Even if you factor in A.J. Brown being traded back during the, the NFL draft, how close are they injury-wise especially really being in a spot where it's going to be difficult to dig out of
5: yeah i i agree with you yeah you mentioned the, the two biggest ones certainly lawan and landry but then you know they, they just keep piling on you know even this week uh all of a sudden this didn't really get uh, talked about during the game it wasn't really diagnosed apparently the game but starting safety amani hooker has a concussion so you know He's in protocol now. We don't know what what his status is going to be. And, and, you know, again, we're we're three games into the season. Titans have 11 guys on IR right now. They've got two more on, you know, reserve PUP who can't play until uh, week five at the earliest. So uh, it's a a struggle in that department. I think the secondary, especially I mentioned Hooker, some of the corners are, are a little dinged up. Uh, as well going into this week. But, you know, maybe the, the good news if you're a Titans fan is if any team is used to dealing with a lot of injuries, the Titans used 91 players last year, setting an NFL record. Uh, because of so many uh, injuries and, and, you know, COVID situations as well. So uh, perhaps they have a little bit of background in that regard.
0: John Glennon covers the Titans. Which was the most disappointing? The blowout loss where basically backup quarterback and the subs were in by the end of the third quarter or the missed kick that cost the home opener to the Giants. Which one was the the most disappointing performance to you? Uh,
5: The worst of the of the two performances certainly was up in in buffalo but i would say you know in terms of being disappointing you know i don't i don't think a whole lot of people thought that the titans were going to roll into buffalo and and knock off the bills uh you know i i just didn't see that that happening it it winds up being a a, a blowout sure but um the, the game against the giants you know this is this is the kind of game that the Titans have to win. Obviously, it's, it's a home opener against a team that that didn't do much last year, of course. And, and I really thought the Giants kind of stole the the, the Titans' identity a little bit in that game. The reason being, Titans' identity, you know, for years now has been we can run Derrick Henry. Uh, they weren't able to do that very well against the Giants, and and even more decisive, they've been able to stop the run very well in the last few years. Well, Saquon Barkley and, and the Giants kind of ran all over the Titans in that game, uh, you know, and, and when it was all said and done, I, I think about 90% of the game, everybody kind of felt like the Titans were going to wind up somehow winning that game. But, uh, you know, all of a sudden at the end, the Giants pull it out and, and uh, boom, you're, you're down 0-1-1 and haven't lost the home opener.
0: Derrick Henry, John, what's Derrick Henry's game compared to Derrick Henry of recent history?
5: That is an excellent question, uh, you know, because you, you look at the numbers right now and, and obviously the numbers, whether you're looking at, at you know, the, the simple stats such as, you know, uh, average yards per carry and so forth, or whether you go into the, a little bit more of the analytical stats and, you know, uh, yards over expectation and so forth, all those numbers are, are down and they were down a little bit last year from the year before. So, you know, I I think there's probably some concern, certainly, that that all that wear and tear is starting to to add up for for Derrick Henry. Uh, On the other hand, a lot of people are very happy with the Derrick Henry they saw last week in week three. Um, The numbers weren't necessarily incredible. I think he ran for about 85 yards, but I think it was more the way that Derrick Henry ran. Broke a lot of tackles. There There were yards above. Uh, expectations again, you know. I, I think it was kind of one of those inspirational Derrick Henry games. Um, and if he can keep doing that, breaking tackles, uh, you know, getting through to the to the second level again, I think that's when the Titans are confident they'll we'll start to see some of those longer uh, Derrick Henry runs, and those numbers will look a little bit more familiar to what we used to saw and used to see in Derrick Henry.
0: John Glennon covers the Titans. He's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. And listen, this is just what we do, whether you're the media, media entertainment, you're on TV, in print, whatever. But is there a lot of second-guessing going on through the early stages of the season about what they ended up doing back in the draft and trading A.J. Brown to Philly?
5: Absolutely, you know, and, and I don't think the second-guessing has really stopped much since the, the the move occurred, you know. This was an offseason where a lot of wide receivers got paid. Uh, you know, a lot of important wide receivers got paid. There there were a couple, certainly, that, that were traded, uh, and then the Titans chose that route, just feeling like they couldn't bridge the gap with, with A.J. Brown. But to me... You know, what, what really stands out, I mean, the Titans, you're looking at the, the number one seed last year in the AFC South, a team that, that certainly a, a, at that time felt like that there's a window to win, a window to do very well with the personnel they have right now. So, you know, you would think in that kind of situation, you would find a way to keep a young, talented uh, wide receiver uh, on, on board like that. Uh, instead, you know, when, when you looked at the Titans as they headed into this season, you couldn't get past that move. That, that was the biggest single move that happened in the offseason. And instead of it being a plus right away, it was a minus. You know, maybe down the road and with the money that you save, with the draft picks that you, you earned, maybe it starts to balance out. But in terms of the right now and in terms of that window to win, you know, I, obviously I think they took a step back.
0: You look know, kind of weird about that entire thing. And you, know, you go to you know, McLaurin and, and the commander's bringing him back. Um, they don't look anywhere near anything right now. You know, you DK Metcalf getting re-signed in Seattle when clearly they're in a transitional stage. It's kind of weird that the Titans are like right there in the now. You go to the AFC title game two years ago. The one seed last year, you're here and now. And that decision is still a little mind-blowing to me.
5: I, I agree with you, you know, and and it's interesting to me to sort of compare it a little bit to the to the Debo Samuel situation in San Francisco because, right. you know, obviously same same draft and and two very talented young receivers, and and Debo Samuel was was also very disgruntled as AJ Brown was because the money wasn't coming fast enough, you know, uh, everybody was getting paid seemingly except for these guys, and, and Debo Samuel said, hey, I I want to trade, I want out, I'm not happy. Um, and A.J. Brown was clearly not, not happy as well. The difference being, I, I think San Francisco took a more patient, long haul approach and said, okay, we hear you, but, but we're not exactly going to jump on this. We're going to take our time. We're going to get a deal done. And eventually, Debo Samuel uh, is still there. Whereas the Titans, you know, I, I think they got a little frustrated with, uh, with A.J. Brown's know kind of demands and 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 the fact that aj brown wasn't happy and and i think that was part of the reason at least they decided to move on so yeah it uh, it still surprises me and, and as i say maybe in the future you know when you look at guys like the titans picked up with these draft picks starting cornerback roger McCreary, starting tackle nicholas petit frere and and you know two other guys as well maybe eventually you say boy that wasn't such a bad trade but right now you know, it's tough to say that the Titans came out on top there.
0: Hey, John, this is a very silly question. I'll say that at the outset, but yeah, back in the day of the Poly and Dungey Manning era, it always seemed every time or at least once, out uh, of the two times the Titans and the Colts played the Titans would sign the week of that matchup, a former Colts player. And we always joked. It was like they're, they're being debriefed, right? Uh, LaRaven Clark, I'm assuming this is more necessity than debriefing, correct, with the former Colt ending up down there?
5: I would say so. Yeah, they've had some struggles on the offensive line, you know, obviously losing Luan and, and the Jamarco Jones, another offensive lineman on injured reserve. So probably uh, probably more uh, necessity in that regard. And I would say, I guess, over the years, it's, It probably didn't work so well for the Titans trying to get that extra guy too because we know how one-sided this rivalry was for a very long time. I swear to you, it
0: always seemed that way, didn't it, though? In the week of, the Titans would inevitably add somebody to their practice squad that was a former Colts player.
5: They were were not picking the right guy, apparently.
0: (laughs) They were not. What's your outlook, Remainder of this season uh, again is, is this is something that they, can they put this back together again like the six million dollar man and make a run at it and obviously within the AFC South I mean everybody is always in play or <laughs> is this kind of a danger zone time considering the injury surrounding this Titans team?
5: Yeah, I, I tend to lean a little towards the latter. You know, I, I think. In terms of potentially being a playoff team, like like you said, the the magic equalizer right now is is playing in the AFC South, and you know that there may be a team with with who knows, you know, nine wins that that wins this yeah. division or and and makes the playoffs. It, it certainly could happen. But you know, when when you look at some of the the personnel moves and the improvements that a lot of those AFC teams, other AFC teams made, and and the talent they have. Um, You know, I I have a tough time, you know, seeing the Titans matching up with some of these teams, you know, uh, offensively um, I'm not sure that their ground and pound attack is what it was, which, which often allowed them to to control the ball, you know, against some of these more high powered passing attacks. Um, But I'm not sure it's there right now. So I, uh, I think the Titans may, may be right down to it in terms of getting to the playoffs but I think it would be difficult to, to see them going too far. All right. A couple of things, John, before I let
0: you go, a couple of things that Colts fans should look out for as far as the Titans and that matchup coming up on Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium. Anything stand out?
5: You know, I, I, I think the um, we're seeing some signs of an improved passing game. You know, there are a lot of questions. As we talked about, A.J. Brown was, was not going to be there, and, and who was uh, Ryan Tannehill going to throw to, but – Last two games, we've seen Ryan Tannehill throw a combined eight passes to Robert Woods. You know, he's a veteran guy, very productive for the for the Rams and for the Bills over the years. So I think he's certainly a guy that, that's trending in the right direction. Their first-round draft pick, uh, Traylon Burks as well, the wide receiver, uh, basically uh, very similar to A.J. Brown, you know, the guy that will eventually replace A.J. Brown. shown some flashes of, of potential, so he's a guy worth – uh, you know, keeping your eye on in, in that regard. Um, defensively, you know, you, you obviously have to uh, to look for Jeffrey Simmons on the defensive line. is just a just a beast. Um, but Bud Dupree comes back from injury this week, and and especially without Harold Landry in the in the game, they're really going to need some some good edge work from Bud Dupree going against a quarterback who's not very mobile. So look for him to to maybe uh, do some production on Sunday.
0: Hey John, outstanding work, man! I appreciate you hopping on here very much. So, and sure. um, we'll get you back on when there's that return trip down to Nashville later on in the season. It's going to be in October, right? So, because I, I think the Colts have one division game
5: after Halloween, which is a hell of a long time. It makes makes no sense, you know. And of course, the Titans yeah. have, I think, just one other opponent before they face the Colts again because they've got a bye week. So, yeah, it's a little it's a little crazy.
0: It is. Hey, John, thank you very much for the
5: time. We'll do it again. Okay, thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
0: John Glennon right there via the Andy Moore Automotive Group, hotline, si.com, fan so much more. Good guy. Really good guy. Hey, the Tavern Tour stop, and the Larceny Bourbon Locks and the Azul Tequila Shots finds us today at Coach's Tavern downtown. Tommy S., Brent Halverson here. Fellas, anything you want to add before the break? We got our locks and shots coming up at the top of the hour. Anything? Come on
2: out, join us for some cocktails. Got yes. some samples flowing here. Got the uh, great, uh, great cocktails, great food here at Coach's Tavern, and Tom Sutton's here going to uh, uh, welcome everybody hand in hand as they come right in. Hand
0: in hand. Give them all hugs. <laughs> I'm going to take some <laughs> food. The ears. I'm going to take some food home tonight. I think you should. You know I, the, it is. I had the French dip earlier, I think, it's still oh, and the man. bread. You're Tom, such a French dip guy. Yeah, you know what I am, but yeah.
2: they have the best bread. And I was talking to Tom earlier about this. What, what do you guys, tell me about your bread again. You bake it fresh every day, do you, you don't really? find that. You don't find that. Well, no,
3: we don't bake it fresh, but the people, the purveyor does. Yes, they bake it fresh every day and bring yeah. it to you. No preservatives, so, I mean. Oh, it's, man. it's
2: unbelievable. It is the best bread for a sandwich you can ever have. I love, I love bread. Oh, God. Oh, is bread good
3: for you? Uh, uh, as long as you go exercise after you eat it, I think. We're exercising right now. These are curls right
2: here, John. That's
0: right. (laughs) These are curls. My my foot still hurts. I'm not exercising Tommy S. anytime soon. But no, 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Tommy S., Brent Halverson. Hey, if you want to catch us too. Kyle, I've heard we're having some issues with the app. Is that ongoing or are we good right now? Do you know?
4: I do not know,
0: but uh, I'll look into it. People are informing me that the app... It's kind of crap right now. Just want to make sure that it's not, because we don't want our app being crap. We want you to be able to listen to us, watch us, all that and more. By the way, if you are struggling, you can stream us and you can check us out via YouTube Live. The Ride with JMV on YouTube Live with people watching and participating right now. There's a whole different conversation going on inside the lounge via YouTube Live. I promise you'll enjoy it. Top of the hour, Largely Bourbon Locks, Lunasville tequila shots. Mike Chapel coming up in the 5 o'clock hour as well. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan.
6: The
1: Ride with JMV. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a, <laughs> I want you to be nice. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Is this your song you were talking about?
0: Yeah. Hey, what is this? Uh, what's the song called again? I put this to a TikTok video of my kids don't today. I'm going to start crying all day.
6: This, Kenny is, Chesney, like, don't this is like the moder-
0: don't blink. Don't Blink by Kenny Chesney. I'd never heard the song before. I was going to put a video together with my kids for Through the Years by Kenny Rogers and this popped up and I used it instead and it, it's like Cat's in the cradling me right now. It makes me want to cry. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kyle. That's why I need be crying for week four. City Bourbon Locks. Luna's Who Want Tequila Shots. You guys know Don't Blink by Kenny Chesney? Oh, yeah. You know the song? I do now. I didn't know it before. I didn't know it, yeah. Like the first time I've ever seen it or heard it was today. You ever seen uh, him in concert? Haven't. i tell you what, he puts on a show. Does he not wear shoes?
3: Uh I don't know. I don't look at his feet.
0: I don't What's know. That's I didn't know. Does he go barefoot? Shoes, no
3: shirt, no problem,
0: right? So is Kenny Chesney like the next, this generation, he's going to be Buffett, right? Is that who he's going to be? Yeah. Buffett? I don't know about Cause that. Because, I mean, that's kind of like Buffett-esque, right? Buffett was a country music guy. Kind of, yeah. Kind of transformed into, uh, let's... Smoke a bowl and drink some tequila and margaritas and stuff, right? Yeah. So kind Sounds of similar. All right, guys. Larcy Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots, week number four of the NFL. Brent Halverson and Tommy S. here at Coaches. We're downtown, by the way. It's a combination. Tavern Tour Stop and our Larson Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. If you're having a struggle with the app of the stream, I'm going to give you a lifeboat. This is like the lifeboat in Titanic when all the rich people, like, jumped into it, right? This is the lifeboat for you. It is the lounge via YouTube Live. If you're struggling with that, it is up. And Cam, the on-site engineer, got us a better camera. So Brent looks like a uh, middle-aged George Clooney right there with a beard. Uh, Tommy, yes, you can't see, but he's, he's handsome. And I look like... Beethoven. A budding Beethoven right here. <laughs> so, hunt to hell. <laughs> way too good of a camera but you can watch participate you can listen via YouTube live and of course 93.5 and 107.5 the fan alright we got week number 4 any thoughts before we dive into it fellas
2: well going after your success of last week on 10 it. and 6 you're sitting at 46% on the year so far I'm at 52 Tommy's sitting just under 500 so hey we're looking at 46% 46% so I had to go week- 10
0: and 6 to get to that
2: well week 1 was 5 and 11 that was a tough mm. one and then you came back 7-9 nine. You're look at your building now week three you've got it kind of all pieced together what do we say weeks one and two take it easy yeah so you're right i, there. Just, I mean
0: it's just like really weeks one and two you can just throw a dart if you want to you know everybody, everybody out
2: yeah, yeah absolutely just throw a dart so we got some good games coming up though
0: tommy We're s soon. anything here by the way the free samples are flowing so it would be beneficial for you to join us we have free tavern tour stop t-shirts to give away as well and tommy s yes, i know this just great food here
3: Good old tavern food. People I love it. We got the best bar food downtown, and I'm, I can't argue with that. So
0: we were we were talking about that a little bit earlier my too. And
3: Jeff, my, my kitchen manager Jeff, he's been here for uh, 14 years, and he just that's he, awesome. Man knows what he's doing.
0: Behind the bar, she has been Amber. here since the first time I've ever been she's here. here. She's Amber's awesome. uh, Amber is awesome. She's awesome.
3: awesome. And she's awesome. She
0: How great. long has Amber been here?
3: oh well, we've been here 14. She's been here 13. Well,
0: Amber's only like 22 years <laughs> old too, which <laughs> is right. absolutely that's incredible. Right. She's been here since sixth grade. That's right. Yeah, which is awesome. A no special no bartender's license six years old. <laughs> <laughs> This six old. This is a great place. Coach's Tavern downtown. Again, free stuff, free samples, Heaven Hill Distillery. And you got Brent Halverson, Tommy S, and me, J&V, for our Larcity Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Week number four. Kyle, cue the band. Let's get it started. The Larcity Bourbon Locks. Luna Azul Tequila shots. I don't really care if Tua plays the or not, honestly. I mean, obviously, it's a big deal. Teddy Bridgewater, Tua, whatever. If Tua can't play, if he does play, if he has to come out, if he does play, whatever. This, to me, is going to be all Bengals all the time because it has to be. They got back on the winning track against the Jets last week. Joe Burrow is going to find his receivers down the field against that Dolphins defense. Lay the three and a half, give me the Bingles on this Thursday nighter on Amazon Prime, Brent Halvers. yeah, I think so too. I mean,
2: they did get uh, the, the ship righted last week against it was the Jets, but yeah. uh, they, they did they finally got it back in track. You know, I think there are some questions there, like you mentioned, with Bridgewater, with Bridgewater possibly quarterbacking tonight. We still don't know. Keep an eye on that. But I think the Bengals are going to come home. I'm going to lay that three-and-a-half with you. Take Cincinnati Bengals. For the record, I always buy that hook. That's why they put them on there. Yes. I'm taking three. But uh, for the record, we'll take Bengals minus three-and-a-half.
0: Tommy, yes, what are you thinking? I'm going to go against you
3: guys on this one. I think two of plays. I think Miami gets the W. They go to 4-0. and oh.
0: i tell you what. Jalen Waddle, if he's good to go, which he's going to play, I guess. Tyreek Hill on the other side. These guys have been wide-ass open boys, since the start of the season. They, they, can, really score. they yes. can score. And no doubt. Tommy S, it's not lost on me that that's probably going to be better than what Brent and I are talking about right here. Now, I know where to start. you got Minnesota. you got New Orleans coming up. That is uh, on Sunday. As it stands right now, two-and-a-half-point favorites are the Vikings. Tommy S, what do you got there?
3: You know, I'm going to like my Vikings in this one. It looks like they got some quarterback controversy down there in New Orleans. Might might see Andy Dalton this weekend. Uh, Saw my boy Dalvin Cook's going to be good to go on Sunday. So, uh, I like the Vikings. I'll take that two and a half. What do
2: you say, Brent? This game's across the pond, right? So, there's no home field advantage. You know, that kind of takes that away from it. If this game was in New Orleans, I might lean a little bit New Orleans. However, a lot of, uh, like Tom mentioned, there's some uh, uncertainties going on there with Jameis Winston. If Dalton's quarterback, he is the Red Rifle. I don't know what he'll get done. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Tommy's Minnesota Vikings. I'll lay that uh, less than a field goal. I'll lay that two and a half on the road across the pond.
0: I believe that we're celebrating, at least I am, and I guess others that absolutely made the trip six years ago. When the Colts played Jacksonville, the game sucked. I mean, they were terrible. And and Dwayne Allen, the tight end, and I were good friends. And then I had to criticize him when I got back over here after that game. And we never talked again. (laughs) 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 That's kind of how that works out. But bad game, great time over there. No doubt about that. I'm going to go ahead and lay the two and a half. I'm going to take your Vikings, Tommy S, in that game coming up on Sunday. All right, the Cleveland Browns. And the Atlanta Falcons, man, Miles Garrett, bad deal right there with that car accident earlier in the week. I saw... The particulars about it, how it was viewed by the police in the Cleveland area. But uh, we'll move on here. I still like the Browns. One-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Falcons. Give me Cleveland Brent Halverson on Sunday.
2: I'm against you there. I, I kind of I like these Falcons a little bit, Mariota. I, I think they're at home. They're the dog, the home dog. Cleveland, Brissett's look good. I mean, I'll give them that. They, and, and Nick Chubb, man, talk about a running back who's just uh, really kicked off the season hot. He looks great. But I'm going to go ahead and take the Atlanta Falcons. And for Mr. Ryan Nally, no Falcon away. Falcons plus one and a half at home.
3: <laughs> Tommy i I'm with you, j and I like Cleveland. I think they've, mm. they've looked strongest here other than they had that idiot moment there against the Jets. But uh, Atlanta's just not doing it. They're, they're just not complete this year. And, you know, I, I'll take the Browns.
2: By the way, I heard something real quick on the what way in. There is a black box in, inside of Porsche. Porsche, so Garrett had a Porsche, right? Yeah. There's a black box that uh, records all the speed, yeah. how much it brake, and all this stuff. I, I never knew.
0: I never knew cars could be able to come well, back and oh bite yeah. you, and it's going to hurt you. Listen, fellas, my first car was a Porsche 914, 1974, mm-hmm. and before Good you year. go, oh, well, Mr. Silver Spoon in his mouth guy here, uh, it basically was a German Fiero, is what it was. If you remember the Pontiac Firebird yeah, oh yeah. mid-engine, I mean, it was badass. All the rednecks I grew up with always looked for the engine. They never could find it. They had a trunk here and a trunk there. Where the hell's the engine? It was right <laughs> there in the mid-engine. Um, I wrecked the hell out of that, too. I about killed me and my passenger back in February of 1986. So I know dealing with the Porsche. What Miles Garrett's dealing with right now. Wow, it's amazing. I never knew. Police came out today
3: and said he was traveling way too fast.
0: Oh, yeah. It's some high I speed Scar numbers. Car flipped
3: over and yeah, yeah, well, several I, times. I, I flipped. He, I he actually, walked
0: away. I hit a culvert. I was a mile from my house. I hit a culvert after a basketball game. I was a sophomore and hit a culvert and the target top, which came off, came off and there was no seatbelts whatsoever. We flipped twice. Wow. And uh, I don't know how we stayed in. I don't know how we stayed in. And uh, I really messed up my passage or my point guard. So the, uh, the two guards got injured in that one. But uh, we survived. But, yeah, it, uh, that's, those are scary situations. He was going too fast, Absolutely. I guess, for the wet pavement, is what they explained with Miles Garrett early on the week. Large City Brebbin locks, Luna Azul tequila shots. Let's move on. The Cooper Rush experience not going so bad so far. Dallas at home against the Commanders of Washington. The Commanders getting three points. I'm going to go ahead and take the home favorite Dallas Cowboys, Brent Halverson on Sunday? The Cooper Rush experience. He's 3-0 yeah. you know, in the NFL. Right. He's
2: undefeated as an as a NFL quarterback. Pretty wild. Uh, Washington, you know, they're kind of, you just don't know what to think. Here. Weeks one and two, they look good. Wentz look great. And then last week happened. You know, I just, they, they looked horrible. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and join you here. I'm going to take Dallas, uh, lay the three points. Cowboys at home.
3: Tommy. Going to ride with you. And then boy is going to get it done.
0: All right. You guys watching on YouTube live, you saw me spill my drink all <laughs> down the front. I mean, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Cut off. Wait a minute. Seriously, it looks like I just urinated myself. <laughs> How's that? I'm 52 years old. What am I doing It's going to start happening more frequently. Come on, man. Depends. It looks like I need some Depends right here now. All right. Up next, Bears on the road at the Giants. Giants' first loss of the season. It was ugly on Monday night, right? Yeah, we're skipping that, right? Well, you want to skip the uh, Seattle-Detroit game, too? Oh, yeah. I'll come back to that. Okay. All right. Just checking. Uh, Giants and Bears coming up on 1 o'clock, coming up on Sunday. I think the Giants are going to bounce back against Chicago. I'll go ahead and bury the three points right there. Take the Giants at home, Brent.
2: Yeah, I'm going to join you here too. I, you know, those those Bears, uh, they they got the win last week by three over Houston in Chicago. Uh, the Giants, they just lost Shepard. I yep. saw for for good. Uh, I I think Saquon Barkley, he, he looks great. They didn't look great the other night, uh, but I look for a bounce back. I'll take the Giants. I'll lay the three at home,
3: Tommy. Yeah, Giants don't look. They don't look too shabby this year. Looked a little rough last week against Dallas, but uh, Chicago is just. They're not a good team. I'm taking the Giants
0: in uh, the Lions, normally they are a cover monster. And I always go with them when it's especially a big number, right? But in this case, they are four-point favorites, Brent, at home versus the Seattle Seahawks. And Seattle, after that week number one and Russell Wilson in their building, has kind of been what we thought that they were going to be over the course of the season with Pete Carroll. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the four. I'm going to take the Lions at home as the favorites on Sunday. Brent.
2: Yeah, you know, we talked about it, and Tommy nailed it last week when we were talking about that uh, Detroit, Minnesota game. Tommy said Minnesota would win the game, but they wouldn't cover. and That's exactly what happened, even though Minnesota was down 10 in the fourth yeah. quarter and how they lost, how they came back to win the game still blows my mind. Detroit's putting up some points. They look pretty good. I mean, Seattle is Seattle, right? I don't think they're uh, anything to bucking with right here. I'm going to go ahead and lay the four with Detroit Lions at
0: home as well. Tommy, yes, talk to us.
3: Yeah, I want to thank Dan Campbell for trying a 55-yard <laughs> field goal uh, at the end of the game. <laughs> or, not the end of the game, but giving the Vikings a short field and Kirk Cousins finds K.J. Osborne for the W. But I do like Detroit this week. Seattle, like you said, they're just not good.
0: All right, listen. Do I think Jacksonville's better? Absolutely. But did they benefit from an injured Bosa, a dinged-up quarterback in Herbert last week? Absolutely. A completely discombobulated Colts team down in Jacksonville week number two? Yes. I think in this case the Jalen Hurts... And Philadelphia, Nick Seriani are much more for real and especially at home than the Jacksonville Jaguars this early season. So I'm going to bury the six and a half, take Seriani's crew at home over the Jags on Sunday. Brent Halverson.
2: Yeah, the Jags have looked good. And you know, a crazy stat is the Jags are seventh in the league in scoring. Yeah. Uh, with 28-point average per game, and Eagles are fifth with uh, 28.7. Pretty wild, like the Jags are up there. They're putting points up there. Lawrence looks a lot better this year, but, man, these Philadelphia Eagles look well-rounded. they got a whole, whole thing going on right there. I'm going to go ahead with you. I'm going to lay the uh, six-and-a-half, and and I'm going to take Philly at home as well.
3: Hello, Tommy. Yeah, like Philly, this looks like world beaters this year. Jacksonville definitely is the real deal. Um, I like Jacksonville to cover. I think Philly gets the W, but I'm going to roll Jacksonville to six and a half.
0: Large city Bourbon Locks, Luton and to keep the shots. Coaches Tavern, also a Tavern tour stop. Coaches downtown join us. We've got free T-shirts and we've got... The free-flowing samples for you cocktail-wise here with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. By the way, too, if you're struggling with the app, if you're struggling with the stream, YouTube Live, the ride with JMV is useful right now, or 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan FM always works, too. All right, week number four, we go to Pittsburgh. The Jets and the Steelers coming up on Sunday. I can't stand the Steelers. I believe Zach Wilson is back, by the way, right? at quarterback? He, he is. It's the more that last Flacco. I heard, yeah. That's so right. I'm going to still go ahead and I'm going to lay the three and a half and I'm going to take the Steelers at home against the Jets on Sunday. Britt.
2: Yeah, I want to think With uh, Zach Wilson comes back, I think he's going to bring a little bit of spark. I mean, he had uh, you know, he, he started to his, his, it's time for him to come up and play. Right. Pittsburgh just doesn't do anything for me. They don't look good. They got Harris who looks great, but you got Trubisky at quarterback. I'm going to go ahead and take the Jets here on the road, and this could be one. Again, I think it's a field goal game, so yeah. this hook's going to come into play. I'll
0: take the Jets plus three and
3: Tommy, a half on the road.
0: Tommy, yes, you agree with that?
3: No, you know what? I'm going to ride with Pittsburgh, even though I think Mitch Trubisky stinks, and I think this is his last game to prove himself to Mike. They're Tomlin. going
0: to make tiny hands but in you there.
3: Might, you might see Kenny Pickett there beginning. I think Pittsburgh.
0: they need to make that change. But like that sounds you. like Michael Jackson right there. It's make that change.
3: <laughs> Man in the mirror. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, Tommy. I'm confused. What did you pick? Steelers? I'll take Pittsburgh. All right, there you go. Sorry about that. I just bring up a Michael Jackson song <laughs> of the past and confuses everybody. Larson D. Brevin Locks you want Tequila shots. All right, my guy Lamar Jackson has been has he been the MVP? Or has well, it been Jalen Hurts so far? Right now, I,
2: I think. think those two you mentioned right there now, are definitely tops. Two is even up in that conversation as uh, well. Lamar Jackson's Lamar.
0: numbers are incredible. I believe he's the fourth leading rusher He's got right more now. total
3: touchdowns in like 20 teams in the league.
0: Man, you look back at me when I, in a savvy way, picked him during our uh, fantasy football draft. You guys all jealous? Brent, they don't you call you the guru for anything. The guru, just. Absolutely cashed in. This guy's been a monster so far. But then you get Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills in your house coming up at 1 o'clock on Sunday. That is a huge game. I am going to take – I can't believe Baltimore's actually getting three on this. I'm going to take that three. I'm going to take the Ravens and the unstoppable so far, Lamar Jackson at home, Brent Halverson.
2: Yeah, this is a tough game. You know, the thing about Baltimore is they've kind of at the end, they just – they bring yeah. these teams back. You know, they come do. out hot. Then they bring them back to got some suckage
0: the on the defensive side. Yeah. Buffalo, Baltimore's
2: the number one scoring team in the NFL this year. And you got Buffalo's a third scoring team in the NFL. There's going to be some fireworks here. Um, you know what? I mean, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the home dog as well. The Baltimore Ravens plus three at home and look for a, just a shootout. I love the over 51, by the way. Love the over.
0: A lot of offense. That's going to benefit offense. me kicking Kyle Udemark's ass in fantasy football. That's exactly two.
2: right. That's what you picked him for is you
0: knew this week four matchup was coming ah, up against Kyle. I knew it. Me Sorry, Kyle. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. I'm going to take Lamar Jackson all day. What do
3: you got there, Tommy? Yes. Yeah, Buffalo really took a hit on defense, losing their stud quarterback for the year. Um, and I'm going to go with you guys. I think Baltimore, a home dog. Come on. They were, like you said, scoring machine.
0: I think they, they definitely uh, win this game. Hey, This next game sneaky here. All right. So the Chargers. Chargers got absolutely demolished by Jacksonville. Got a quarterback that hurt his ribs like Greg Brady did in the Brady Bunch back in the day when he was playing football. <laughs> you got Bosa, who is done for a while because he hurt his groin. We all have sore groins, no doubt about that. He's going to be done for a while. That was tough on them. But this is sneaky, right? Because Houston's not any good. They're getting five points at home. And it really is trying to entice me to take the Texans at home. Alas, I will not. I will lay the five. I'm going to take Brent Holverson. The Chargers on the road, and I'll probably lose that.
2: You know, there's a lot of injuries on that Charger team. They looked horrible. They looked horrible last week. Uh, you got, uh, you know, Herbert's got, he's got broken ribs. Yeah. You got Bosa who's out now. You got uh, Allen's hurt out. Uh, they don't, they're losing weapons, and but it is Houston. It's Davis Mills. But uh, you know what? I think their running game's starting to kick up a little bit too. Though I'm going to take the Houston. I'm going to take Houston plus five at home and look for a uh, probably not win the game, but look for a cover.
3: Tommy, S. we am right with you, JMV. Houston's just no good. But I am going to Chargers beat up, but I think they get that W. Oh, they're here. giving
0: me a tease
3: right I here. Don't, don't. They're
0: teasing me. I've been teased before, guys. Different ways, different fashion. But this is kind of a tease, I think, right here. You watch, Tommy. S. we're both going to get hosed out of this. You oh, I'm watch. Oh, sure, we will. You oh, watch, large city bourbon locks, luna zul tequila shots, uh, Arizona man. It's it's funny they can put up numbers. But they always, in the end, seemingly disappoint you. Yet I continue to find myself coming back. Four oh five start, Arizona on the road in Carolina. Carolina's been a mess. I know that Christian McCaffrey, because he's like Glass Joe, has been injured again and missing practice. I'm going to go ahead and take that one and a half points. I'm going to take Arizona on the road in Charlotte. And I, weather-wise, do we know? Because Hurricane Ian is now a tropical storm. But it's going to strengthen. I sound like I'm Jim Cantore right here, by (laughs) the way, too. It's going to strengthen coming up in the Atlantic. And that could make a mess of that game on Sunday. Could it not in Charlotte, North Carolina? It really
2: could. That's a great call. We were talking earlier how that whole thing shifted and it's really getting ready to hit there tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. So things could change. It could make a mess up there. Uh, oh, is know. it
0: tomorrow? So it's going to be, will it be out of there by I th- that time? I think it's, okay. it's going to be
3: out of there, but it's still to arrive like late tonight or something late tonight and tomorrow in Charlotte. Yeah. So I thought that maybe
0: it could be more of a Charlotte's
3: situation for them. So, if this oh yeah, turn yeah. back out to the Atlantic. They might. I'm, mis- I'm thinking
0: out. in terms of a lot of
2: rain and yeah. that crap. Well, they got, they can cover the field. Let's see. I don't you know it could be sloppy for sure wait wait they have coverage on the field they got coverage on the <laughs> okay, field so but uh, i'm going to go ahead and take the i'm going to take the arizona cardinals here I, I, I and i and i'm with you i you just look for them to keep doing something and they really haven't done a whole lot i'm just not sold on the whole carolina thing i think mr glassman he's going to break again if he even plays didn't practice again today uh give me arizona plus the one and a half on the road
0: i i love the way you lightheartedly just completely Dismiss my theory about Hurricane Ian right there. That's well done, Adi. Hey, Thank you know, I somebody. do
2: want to give a shout-out
0: to everybody down in, in yes. South Florida.
2: My sister and all crew down there in Fort Myers, they took a pummeling down there. And it's uh, it was pretty ugly down there. So, shout-out to everybody in Florida.
0: Tommy, yes. What about this game in Charlotte coming up on Sunday afternoon? So
3: speaking of Florida real quick, my parents just got to Sarasota last Saturday. So, they luckily, they were able to go inland sarasota didn't hit hit too bad so they're okay so
0: oh, good that's good to yeah, definitely in,
3: yeah. uh, definitely <sighs> thinking about our friends down at fort myers man. that's just, uh fort,
0: for, yeah fort myers was just at the sanibel Captiva. the Lidl. bridge from fort myers Bel's yeah. gone
3: can't get uh, can't get over there now
0: yeah so, i mean it's, it's take, well, absolutely level
3: with them down there but this game arizona i like this this is actually going to be my uh, lock of the week Larcy lock of the week give me cardinal give me kyler
0: well, oh, right. the, the dinged up Matt Jones at 425 in Green Bay at Lambeau versus Aaron Rodgers. Man, that is a big fat ass number right there. Nine and a half point favorites. I'm going to lay it. And I'm going to take Green Bay. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't have belief with Mac Jones anyway. I don't have belief with Brian Hoyer, especially. Just no belief in New England right now. Go ahead and give me the pack.
2: Yeah John, we were on such a great thing where you pick against mm-hmm. the Packers and they win. You pick them, they lose. I didn't think I didn't want you to pick them now, but uh, you know what? This game's loaded for me. I'm going to give you the, the larceny lock of the week. I'm going to give you the Loomisville shot of gotcha. the week. And here you go, right? Green Bay, lay the nine and a half. I look for just a come out, blow up party right here. I think they're going to have Hoyer as quarterback back there. New England doesn't look that good anyway. they got a good running game, which that's going to be the thing that Packers can really go in on. I think the Packers come out here and win by 17. Larson locked lock of the week. Green Bay, lay the nine and a half. And your lunasville shot of the week Pick up wide receiver Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs is outstanding. He finally got on track last week with uh, Rodgers. Cam and I were talking earlier. He had it going in preseason. In everything going on, that's going to be your man, Romeo Dobbs. Lunazul shot of the week.
3: What do you got, Tommy S? Yeah, Mac Jones, Jim Jones. It don't matter. (laughs) Packers by at least 14. I like it. You guys already talked about
0: the Vikings. We've talked about the Vikings already. You want us to double back and talk about them again? Well, Tommy S is a super fan right here. He like blows the horn, and wears the horns, and all that stuff. Loves Barry Tyler Moore. He across the board a huge love- Vikings guy. Skol! Fifth Avenue guy up there in <laughs> Minneapolis, no doubt about that. So yeah, we have talked about the Vikings. Leslie bourbon locks, Luna's kill the shots. I'm gonna lock this in right here. I know Vegas is 0 and 3, but this is where they get up off the mat because the overratedness of Denver is profound. So go ahead and bury the two-and-a-half, take Vegas at home Sunday afternoon. My lock of the week, the Raiders against Russell Wilson and the Broncos. And by the way, the Broncos, on a Thursday night, get the Colts coming up a week from today. Brett. Broncos have been struggling. That
2: whole the, – the Russell Wilson experiment, it's not really taken off like they thought it would. Uh, you know, I, I really I'm, – I'm more surprised on, on the Raiders being 0-3 than – really talking about what the Broncos are doing here. I think you're right. I think it's a great call. I love it. Short field goal. Lay the two and a half. Vegas Raiders. What do you think, Tommy? You
3: Russ Wells is just not clicking with uh, Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton. No relation, by the way. (laughs) I'm going to take those Raiders (laughs) to get off the schneid and get that first win.
0: All right, Let's. that Sunday night game should be fun. Kansas City and Tampa Bay, there was some thought that maybe that thing would be moved to Minneapolis. Didn't have to be because of the weather in Tampa Bay. At least the Hurricane Ian stayed a little bit south of that area. So good to go in Tampa with the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Now, my Luna Azul tequila shot, you're going to go, well, wait a minute, it's Mike Evans. He's really good. You're right. Well, Mike Evans, after having to sit last week and uh, because of that suspension, is going to come out. And Mike Evans is going to be the highest scoring. And I know that the Buccaneers offense have been struggling. The highest scoring wide receiver of the weekend is coming up with Mike Evans. When it comes to fantasy football, wide receiver wise on Sunday night, Mike Evans is my Lunazul tequila shot. That's my ultra premium, super premium shot. Mike Evans on Sunday. So who'd you take in the game? Oh, yeah, I got to pick the game, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing picks, Jamie. I'm going to go ahead and take, uh, I'm gonna take Tampa Bay at home. Tampa Bay at home, yeah. okay. And well, their offense has been stinking. I think there's going to be a point in time when they're going to explode. Here you go.
2: Well, okay, first off, I guess I'm going to go with my new super double shot uh, uh, pick I'm just of the week. is going to be, at this be point, brother. <laughs> under that Mike Evans is not the leading receiver in the NFL this week because I don't <laughs> think their offense has what it takes to go. I really don't. They've been struggling. But they
0: haven't, but you're going
2: to see it. But I, I understand, yeah, here it comes. I, I wish I could see the future like you, but I'm going to go kind of out on a little bit here. I'm going to okay. say that I think Kansas City is going to come back strong. Man, they really hurt me last week just in, yeah. on, 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 uh, for money purposes. Uh, I think Kansas City, I think Mahomes is going to go in there and get it done. This line has been crazy. Opened up two and a half, went to one and a half. Kansas City back down to a pick'em now. Who knows what's going on, but give me Mahomes on the road at a
3: pick'em. What do you think there, Tommy? Is uh, Tom getting Julio Jones back this week? Do we know?
4: Yeah, I, I don't believe, even know. I it's believe going, Jones it's, it's is going to be the Mike Evans show coming so up. Gonna, it doesn't matter. Tom's yeah, whatever.
0: Back. Who cares? Julio Jones, Julio Smoans, I'm going to take the Pirates. Give me Tampa at home. All right, guys. Monday nighter. What do you think? You got the Rams and the 49ers? 49ers have that defense, no doubt about that. Uh, Rams on the road, a big-time divisional game. I'm going to go ahead and take the one and a half that the Rams are getting. Give me Matthew Stafford and the Rams on the road on Monday night in Frisco, Brent Halverson.
2: Yeah, I'm going to join, too. This, the, You know, that San Francisco team is just, I, I, I've not really gotten a whole lot out of them this week. They just look kind of bad. I know we went through Trey Lance, now we're on the Garoppolo thing. He didn't look that good. That was an ugly game the other night. I just had a hard time watching it. Uh, give me the Rams as a dog, plus one and a Mm-hmm. half on the road in san francisco what
0: do you think they're telling
3: hey yeah, you know these aren't the rams from last year but th- these niners look a little discombobulated uh, so far so i like the uh, super bowl champions to get it done on the road
0: large bourbon locks to give the shots week number four the nfl coaches tavern it is also a tavern tour stop we're doing today too fellas anything that you're questionable about here anything that stands out with our picks Brent's quite starting with quite you? a
2: few of them, right? Yeah, there's, there's, there's just no so doubt. many that there's wow. just the lines are pretty sharp. My right Mike
0: now. Evans call at the very end there, kind of, I, I'm kind of wondering if I should just have shut up. It's bold. I mean, I like bold calls, John. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and Tommy
2: said it too that you get some weapons back. They just haven't looked like they've had the flow. I think you're starting to see the 45 year old quarterback taking 45 year old quarterback stuff. I mean, I'm 48 and I go out there, I still can do it. Are guess, you 48?
0: Right? Yeah, Tommy. Yes, how old are you?
3: 46. <laughs>
0: He's got I'm, calls coming in. He's got his book. I'm right there. 52 right here. You're, you're young. You're young low, baby. Look at me. Beef oven right here. <laughs> Beethoven. <laughs> no, seriously, though, the, the, the Tampa, Kansas City is one. Let's go ahead. The final one is the Colts and the Titans coming up on Sunday, fellas, before we end. Here's my problem. I'm 0 for 3 on the Colts this season. I thought that they would get it done in the first two weeks of the season at Houston, at Jacksonville. They failed. And then last week, I thought, man, no way against Kansas City. They did it. So here's – I'm going to ask you guys inside the lounge for YouTube Live, what you guys want. Should I go with the pick in my head or the Costanza? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Costanza for you guys, and Costanza means I'm going opposite. So the opposite in this case would be my prevailing opinion – would be Tennessee. So what I'm going to do coming up on Sunday at 1 o'clock between the Colts and the Titans, the Colts are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to take that three-and-a-half, and I'm going to take the Titans. This is a George Costanza opposite pick, Larsity Bourbon double-shot power right here. Wow, I
2: like that, John. And, and you know, this is a, it's one of those games, again, that hook, that hook scares yeah. me. I think
0: this is a field goal
2: game. But... I think that, that all the shenanigans that happened in that Chiefs game, it was what the Colts needed to, to right the ship a little yeah. bit. I'm going to go ahead and lay this three and a half. I would buy the hook just, again, to take it to three. I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts at home to get the W.
0: Tommy, yes, what do you think?
3: I mean, it's, really, it's a must-win for both teams. There's no doubt. If you're Tennessee, you lose. You drop to one and three. Depending on what Houston does, you can find yourself The, the, in the Colts place.
0: can't lose. I mean, they cannot lose. My problem is I have been a bad seed when it comes to picking the Colts. So if I go against them... Then the opposite rules, and there you go. And
3: you know, the Colts lose, and that last week doesn't mean anything. do yeah. forget about last week. So I think the Colts get it done, though. I think that they can beat Tennessee. Tennessee just doesn't look like the team they were last year. Uh, Colts,
0: Colts win. I'll take them. thing about Tennessee, though, is that they grind. And they're tough, and they can get over in circumstances. I mean, a year ago, they had a lot of guys out, too. They were the one seed in the NFL AFC postseason, and I got bounced by the Bengals, but they were the one seed. So, I mean, there, there is still a lot of talent and sure as hell, Brent, a lot of pride in that Titans locker room. And they know what is on the line here. There's no doubt. But the Colts should know it, too, because you got a tie and you got a loss within the division. You cannot have a loss at home within the division on Sunday.
2: You know, you're right. And that tie is going to come back to be a pretty big player and everything. Yeah. And, you know, there's a stat, and I, I'm not going to do the number justice, but I'll get around there. You know how many teams started the season 1-1-1 one, one, one in the NFL? Random shot guess.
0: Five.
2: Tommy. Two. Seventy-three or something. It's in the. I was 70s. really close. Though. Pretty Tommy, crazy though. I was closer than you, Tommy. You were. That's, a, that's good job. <laughs> I, I was yeah. in that same category as you guys, but I, I think that's going to be come back to play again. I think that was such a huge win last week for the Colts that you're going to start to see some things happen. The only concern for me, though, is Jonathan Taylor, right? Yeah. Missed his first practice of his career yesterday. I yeah. uh, Haven't even heard him to see what happened today. But uh, he's got to be healthy. Got to have him. Got to get him more involved, too. That's a big thing.
0: Even greater, Tommy, S yes, concern for me is how he, because the offensive line play has been so low, how he has been ineffective through the first, the last couple of weeks. Week one, he was. The last couple of weeks, not so much. They have to pick up along that offensive line. Injury or not, that is, and again, Tennessee is a team that is one of the worst in the NFL against the run. This should be a bonanza for Jonathan Taylor. Fellas, if it isn't, we're going to hardcore question what the hell's going on along that offensive line, even more than Absolutely, we are we right now. we got
3: to protect Matt Ryan, too. we can't take much more abuse. You know, if he wants to. Not at six.
0: 37. No. I mean, you're 26. You can't take that <laughs> much use. 26 for the
3: 20th time. <laughs> hey, Tommy, tell, yes. tell them
0: about the place.
3: So, jam-packed weekend coming up uh,
0: Saturday. Our neighbors down at 10 Roof going
3: to close off Pennsylvania Street. Going to have a little street party. Got bands. We got yep. DJs. Uh, of course, we have all the college football action Saturday. And then uh, Sunday is going to be just an absolute great day. All the NFL games, our Colts playing at home. And then uh, well, Mr. Post Malone's going to entertain I Let's saw that, to too.
2: Tommy, you guys open up early for the Vikings game? Uh, be a nine thirty game, or do you guys open at eleven we'll on open Sunday? At eleven, at yeah. okay. I'll okay. be
3: here to watch the game, but I, so I get to watch the Vikings, and I get to go to the Colts game. Nice. I'm going to post Malone. So wow, that's a, that's a fun full day, busy right Tommy. Tour.
0: Yes, it's very busy, busy, busy. It's a busy day. Large the bourbon locks, Luna Zule, tequila shots, Brent Halverson, Tommy Sutton. We got to see you down here too. We got the free samples flowing right now, and our Tavern Tour Stop t-shirts.
2: We got them all. Come on down and get some uh, great attire, great cocktails, great food, and better yet, great people.
0: Guys, rejoin us. Coming up on the other side, Tommy S., great job out of you inside the lounge via YouTube Live. My you Chapel coming up at the top of the hour. TJ McConnell, John Glennon covers the Titans, and then we got Mike coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. Quick break and we'll come back. Downtown, Coach's Tavern, large City Bourbon Locks, old Tequila Shots. Week 4 of the NFL with 93.5 and one hundred seven the fan
1: the ride with jmv
0: i am in the parking lot right now hammering a bacon egg and cheese, hold the cheese, in preparation to go deep with four hits and put on a laser show to the likes of which you have never witnessed in your entire life
1: 93.5 and 107.5 the fan
0: Hey, welcome back! Our tavern tour stop in our week four of the Lars city bourbon locks and luna's rule tequila shots live at Coach's Tavern downtown, celebrating the thirty-year anniversary of the release of just an incredible rock album, "Alice in Chains and Dirt." This would be everybody, them bones. I mean, somebody asked me a little bit earlier, all right, what's your favorite song of the album? Damn That River is probably my favorite song of the album, but them bones is right there. Right there. 30 years, we're celebrating 30 years of dirt, 30 years of Stone Temple Pilots and Core. It is a good day in rock music history. Again, live at Coach's Tavern, our large City Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots for week number four in the books, ready to rock this weekend. Tonight's Thursday Nighter features the Bengals at home versus the Dolphins. That should be fun. Now, I know that a lot of you guys are struggling with the app and the stream today. Uh, I'm going to give you a lifeboat. The lifeboat is the lounge via YouTube Live, and here's what's great jump in there, and then you can also be a part of the show because this is what's weird. I don't, know if, I don't know what other people do. I don't know what the morning show does or what Noon Guy does or anything like that. But what we do right here is I actually participate in the conversation. And there is a completely different conversation that's going on inside the lounge than what's going to go on in the radio show. And that's a good thing too, right? Because we're incredibly versatile. So if you're struggling with the app of the stream right now, YouTube Live, it is the Ride with JMV. You can watch, you can listen, you can participate. It is glorious. Mike Chappell going to join us coming up at the top of the hour. Pacer guard T.J. McConnell talked about the Pacers, the youth movement, and talked about the Colts a little bit in a conversation. 1075thefan.com, or you can check it out a little bit later on on YouTube Live with a repeat performance either on Facebook or inside YouTube a little bit later on, too. T.J. McConnell with us, and we did our City Bourbon Locks and Lunar Azul Tequila Shots. And John Glennon covers the Titans for. SI.com, sided and more. Also, with the injury update on the Titans. A lot of stuff. Thank you, Tommy S. Yes, going on with John a little bit earlier. Now, Britt Halverson rejoins us. We got Mike Chapel at the top of the hour. You, you, you're in need of a DJ, is that true? Coming up?
2: Yeah, out of Mystic Waters. Got some fun stuff coming out at the campground, by the way, uh, coming up. So, tomorrow night, we've got our food truck Fridays and Kelly Eisen playing mm-hmm. from 6 to 9. Come on out. But uh, next Saturday, the 8th, looking for a DJ. We're going to have a little fall festival out there. So, looking for somebody from three to five. Play some tunes. We got pumpkins for sale. We got hay rides. We got all kinds of fun stuff. And then we've got uh, we've got a bunch of people. We've got a sorority that ran out of all the cabins. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait! A sorority? A sorority? A
2: bunch of? Uh, oh yeah.
0: Wonderful people coming
2: out. Wonderful uh, people coming looking out. Looking to add a little bit of DJ uh, okay. out
0: there, and uh, well, so you know that does the Larcity Bourbon Locks and the Lunasol Tequila Shots. We do that, but also the Larsity Bourbon Double Shot Power on the JMV Takeover. When we do a mini mix, it's DJ Skids. DJ we, Skids would be good. I need to for reach out show. to DJ Skids. Yeah. Pass along his intro. Skids DJ Helicon listen. would be doing good. Good yeah. for your oh, show. Oh, absolutely. Too. Yeah. So if you're a DJ out there and you would like to DJ a party at Mystic Waters. For a sorority group, telling you, anybody out there like to do that, let me know and I'll get you in touch with Brent Holm.
2: That's outstanding. No, looking forward to it. So, yeah, well, to uh, and and I'd love to have the. We need to get the takeover out there. Man, I tell you, that would be that would be a blast. We're going to work on that. We're going to make that happen next year. I promise you that. But. uh, yeah, some fun stuff coming up over the weekends with uh, some fall festivals starting next Saturday and the following Saturday. Come out, get some pumpkins
0: to go hay rides. Uh, enjoy the property. It's just beautiful out Hairband weekend Ooh. on the J&V Takeover, too. Not all hairbands, but a lot of hair bandage stuff i love it well here man what what immediately comes to mind for you motley crew oh yeah they were my they were my dr. favorite Feel they were good, my, oh, my just heart. everything you, are you early motley Crue or later motley Crue? i am all of shout motley at Crue. the devil i'm i'm too young all. to fall
2: in oh, love absolutely She's got the, looks at the early crew man that was that was it yeah. too. I, mean, I was a big poison fan you know i was a big big poison fan.
0: shout at the devil theater of pain girls 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 or dr feelgood too of those fast, four yeah. albums right there which one would you want Which one would you listen to? Shout at the Devil, Theater of Pain, Girls, 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 Doctor Feelgood. Of those four albums, hairband wise, what do you got? Man, that is tough.
2: That's like who's your favorite kid? You know, I mean,
0: (laughs) uh, Doctor Feelgood
2: probably stands up tall to me. But uh, you're
0: a little bit younger, so that that would stand. But that was my that Uh, was shout at the devil. Shout at the devil. That's what I'm saying. They're all right there. But that that's
2: the one that comes out. I mean. Ah, oh, too fast for love. Even go right oh, there, man, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Molly Crew was great, and Poison, and '80s '80s hair bands. That that was where real music really was, you know.
0: the Bourbon, Double Shot, Power coming up. I'm gonna give you some Double Shot Power of Dockin. <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey, <laughs> no can't right go wrong with that. Huh? Hey, any, any DJs that want to do that at Mystic Waters, let me know and I'll get you in touch with Brent Halverson yeah, ASAFP. SAFP. Brent Halverson, JMV, Larson D. Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, Tequila Shots, and the combination of a tavern tour going on. There's Billy right there. Hey, Billy. Downtown at Coach's Tavern, we've got the free samples and more. We have tavern tour stop t shirts for you. We got Mike Chappell at the top of the hour. Shout out Joe Childers. In the house. Joe Childers, my friends at CarX, the 14, soon to be 15, Central Indiana locations, and of course the sponsor of the high school football game of the week every Friday, right here tomorrow night. You got Brendan King on the call of Brownsburg and Zionsville, the high school football game of the week brought to you by our Joe Childers led. CarX locations in Central Indiana. For the one nearest you, it's carx.com today. Quick break. We'll come back. My chapel top of the hour, 9351075 the fan.
1: The ride with JMV. Smokey, this is not nom. This is bowling. There are rules. Hey. 935 and 1075,
0: the fan. Dude, come on, man. <laughs> Uh, Harry Chapin, everybody. Harry Chapin. Normally, I would dig this song, and the only time this song will get to you is when you have kids. I was telling Kyle this a little bit earlier today. What was that Chesney song that I put Laney and Blake, a little video montage to? Blink. What was that? Don't Blink?
1: Yeah, Don't Blink.
0: That is the uh, more modern version of what this is right here. And you will only truly understand the effect of this song to your emotions um, when you have kids. So, it's, it's interesting. But I, I put up a video. It's on my Facebook page. It's the Ride with JMV and uh, John Michael Vincent if you want to check it out. It's pretty cool with both Blake and Lanny. But at the same time, I'm going, man, get a little further down the road right here for real. The Cats in the Cradle. All right, if I were going to say, I'm going to ask Chap this when we get him on here in just a second. Harry Chapin, Jim Croce, or this is early 70s stuff right here, or James Taylor. Who would he have? Because that is certainly more on the wheelhouse of, I'm sure, his growing up, growing into musical Enjoyment. We'll ask him that in just a second. Bring him on here and talk about the Colts. Coach's Tavern downtown. We are on a Larceny Bourbon Locks and the Lunas Oil Tequila Shots Thursday. Emax is in the house. I saw Paul down there. Hey, Ross and Alicia got to go on the field with this show in pregame on Sunday. That was awesome. Come down to Coach's Tavern. Amber will take care of you. Great food. And we've got free samples flowing right now with the crew. With our Heaven Hill Distillery, Larceny Bourbon, Luna Zul Tequila. Week four, our Larceny Bourbon locks and Luna Zul Tequila shots. And quickly too, if you're struggling with the app or with the stream, YouTube Live is available for you right now. The ride with JMV on YouTube Live, and what's great about that, you're not only going to listen. But you can also participate. There's active conversations going on right now. That's via YouTube Live. If you are struggling with the app and the stream, because from what I've been told, there is a bit of a struggle technology-wise with the app and the stream right now. So YouTube Live inside the lounge, that's the ride with JMV on YouTube Live or 93.5 and 107.5, the fan. Meantime, Andy Moore, automotive group line, Mike Chappell of CBS4 and Fox 59 joins us. Before we dive into the Colts, in your era, James Taylor, Harry Chapin, Jim Croce, who
6: would you go with? Probably Jim Croce. Yeah. Uh, I I was a Brian Adams guy, too. I thought Brian Adams was a pretty good um you know, and, you're, and, a Brian, and, you know are, you're a Brian Brian Adams guy. Yeah, I mean, not a guy. I mean, yeah, I like this stuff. Yeah. And, and no, again, no, I'm, I agree. I'm big, yeah, I'm a I'm a big Bob Seeger guy, which is probably a little bit later than than what the other guys, James Taylor, a few of them, but some of it it was just too too ballady for me. Uh, Fire and Rain was pretty good, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm probably probably Jim, if you put you know. Put through the fire, probably Jim Croce.
0: Yeah, Jim Croce passed away in a plane crash back in 1973, and uh, we were just kind of getting at that time. I was three, but uh, obviously the memories. <laughs> um, his his three. wheelhouse of greatness certainly there with bad bad Leroy Brown and operator and and uh, songs of that nature. You mentioned Bob Seger too. How many times have you seen Seger in concert?
6: Three, I think. Yeah. And I saw, like he 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 gets it when people go to his concert he can he can sprinkle in a few new songs, but they want they want his stuff yeah. they, they don't want they don't want him pushing his new album or whatever and when I saw him latest here in town, he gave you all of that and he gave you a few of the new things but people people want the good stuff and I'm glad he gets it because a lot of these folks don't
0: get it. And that's unfortunate. I saw Seeger in 1985 at Market Square Arena, and the fabulous Thunderbirds opened up. It was yeah. spectacular.
6: Yeah. Well, I'm old enough to remember. I. It's funny when they they'll at, the, at a lot of these football games they'll play Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. Right. I've seen him in concert like three times and three dog three dog night in Chicago and guys mm-hmm. like that. So you know I I'm one of the old farts.
0: To Mike Chapel of CBS4 and Fox 59 with us, away from music and to the Colts injury report today. It was good that Jonathan Taylor was back. It was bad that he missed a practice basically for the first time since birth. That wasn't good, but he was back today. But no DeForest Buckner, no Julian Blackman. What's the outlook? I guess the telltale sign is going to be
6: tomorrow for practice. What's the outlook for those players
0: coming up on Sunday?
6: The onion Frank will give us, you know, the guys are out. He'll give us you know Shaq'll be questionable which means he plays or he'll be ruled out. I think Taylor plays, I think Buck plays, I think all those guys. The only one that probably doesn't is Julian Blackman. Uh Frank was really very evasive when it came to him on on Wednesday. Probably some gamesmanship with with the Titans. But it's funny whenever you see a guy on the list that's almost never on the list like like JT, it, gets, it you know if it's a quarterback or your Stud running back, it catches your eye, and anyone with a toe. I mean, you know, there, there are things that a guy can compensate for. You know, a sore toe is not one of them for running back. But he, he, he was he, he appeared fine in the locker room today. Was wearing shoes, not wearing a boot, which is always a a bad sign. Wearing a boot. So by and large, this team should be healthy at the right positions. Now, if they just get a healthy offensive line, we'll be in good shape. Healthy as far as performance.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, we'll get to that performance of lack thereof coming up in a second. Mike chapel of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group. And you mentioned, too, with Jonathan Taylor, we're talking about one of the worst run defenses so far this year in the NFL. So you want him at an optimum level. And if you get a dinged up Jonathan Taylor combined with just a really ineffective offensive line to this point, that's not a great combination against this run defense that's been susceptible to basically anybody in the first three weeks running the football.
6: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's three games. It's a little small sample size, but they're giving up 145 and 5.8. If that doesn't make your toe feel good, I don't know what does. I'd rub that no on his, foot, his toe every second. But this is it's just they're, 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 they need to get the running game going. It's It's okay. It's not to their standards at all. And, you know, we were talking today about, he says that we're just off a little bit. And Dave Griffiths, my buddy to, at Fox 59 CBS4, asked him, like, how close are you on breaking some of these? He said, we're close. And he gave you that look like, you know, we're close. Uh, I tell you, and there's nothing you can do about it now. But in my mind, they miss Jack Doyle, they miss, they miss Zach Pascal in the run game. And uh, one stat that just jumps out at me, I put it out there earlier in the week, he's like fourth in the league in rushing. 25% of his rushes, 25% are for zero, zero yards or minus. So a quarter of the time, you know, he's he's getting hit. And to me, that's 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 run blocking, not being sharp enough, letting people in. But he just needs to get to where he gets to the second level and then makes somebody miss, and then he's out, you know, running by himself. That's what his game is. He wears you down, wears you down, and then he gets loose, kind of like Derrick Henry did or does whenever he's at his best. So we'll see. I, this, I tell you, this is a game that just begs him to run the ball with he and Naheem, you know, run the ball 30, 35 times, 40 times, and let Matt Ryan just sort of sit back there and pick his spots and hand off instead of trying to avoid free blitzers.
0: So Mike Chapel of CBS 4 and Fox 59 is with us. Frank Reich mentioned earlier this week that it was basically a communication issue. Now, my problem with the lack of efficiency with the offensive line is getting a lot of blow-bys with uh, Braden Smith You got a bull rush on his ass with Danny Pinter. Ryan Kelly just looks oftentimes confused. So to me, it has looked more than communication. And you can add in the calls at the line of scrimmage, you know, and the lack of blitz pickups with Jonathan Taylor in mind. But to me, it looks a lot more than just a communication issue. What do you think?
6: Yeah. Now, I got Kansas City. Now, there were two or three times where they just got beat one-on-one. Pinner comes to mind on back-to-back plays. Uh, but you just can't have five or six plays where they just got a free shot on your quarterback. If you remember, it was the first play of the game and then the first third down of the game. And, you know, the, the one fumble was a fourth and one where the guy comes in and forces the fumble. What's the quarterback supposed to do? So that, that's one where the communication is somebody was supposed to pick that guy up. There was a, a, a blitz at one point, again, third quarter I think it was, where Bolton comes right up the middle. And, you know, Kelly kind of slides to his right and Quentin to his left a little bit, and it leaves a gap there. And if you look at it, it sure looks like Jonathan Taylor is supposed to pick that guy up. It just does. And if that's the case, it makes everybody else look bad when, you know, Kelly kind of lets a guy through. Well, he let him through because somebody else was supposed to do it. So, And the one thing that I'm not buying is that, you know, this is a new quarterback and they're still trying to get – now, they've been together since the offseason right. and training. They've had – that should not be to where, you know, you can't get the, 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 the adjustment out to your, to your center and your guard and your tackle and your tight end. So, they've got to get it cleaned up. you go back and watch that game, there are probably six or seven times when the pass protection is great, it's fine, and he, he completes – and he's throwing the ball down the field. To Pittman and Pierce and, and Doolin on one. So it, it's there. But boy, if, if the quarterback starts feeling pressure, well, when it's there, but when it's not there, then you have problems. And there was one or two plays where I thought he had a chance to make a play. And he's just sort of sensed the pressure that, that in that instant might not have been there. But they has got to get that fixed. I don't. The only quarterbacks that can play behind this line right now, I think, are like Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray to where they can run away from pressure. But, but then it breaks down everything else. So they need to get it fixed. And, and I tell you, Tennessee has seen the same thing that all of us have. So if the Colts don't get it fixed, Tennessee's going to make them pay for it.
0: Even beyond that, Mike, if um, this is something they can't fix – with communication, as Frank Reich alluded to, this is more than just a breakdown of this weekend or later on in the season. I mean, oh, this great. is a, a a fundamental and a foundational breakdown for this team moving forward. That's just – you can't have it. I mean, th- this is well, a have to – they but, have to get that fixed.
6: But the thing is with communication, you still – you still whether you've got players who aren't quite up to the task, anybody's name you want to in there, they still if – they, if they get their blocking assignment – then they should be in position, even if they get beat on the play. But to have guys that simply come free, that's not thats not getting beat physically. It's getting beaten mentally. And I i don't know how you don't fix that. Uh, now, we could argue whether they need to change personnel, and, and I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. But I just don't know how you would continue to have mental breakdowns. I mean, it's almost like you need to – remember when you were young and you, in, in the – Recess, you'd have like a, a soup can tied with string to another soup can to, to where you talk to somebody. Is that what they need to do? I mean, what's up with getting, getting the communication out there? So, it, it's to me, that's just – I don't know what that is. Frank said, I know what the answer is, and we'll get it fixed. Well, we'll see. Because if you don't, you know, it, it's, if you don't fix something, teams are simply going to keep exploiting it, and you can't run an efficient offense – When your quarterback doesn't have two seconds to to, to get ready to throw the ball.
0: All right. So with that in mind, what have we seen as to what level have we seen? Because we were in the press box on Sunday and this is what I noticed. I noticed that Matt Ryan misses a lot. He misses a lot. Um, he doesn't throw, I mean, it, it looks like he was kind of slow on the draw and throwing to some open receivers on Sunday. That's what I saw. What is the percentage you think is equated to this offensive line inefficiency in- compared to maybe just looking at Matt Ryan as a 37-year-old quarterback and that's where he is?
6: Probably more the line, although I don't want to, I mean, th- there were some of just flat missed. And, but then there were some that he was right on. I mean, a couple of those to Pierce, a couple of those to Pittman were really, really impressive throws. Whether or not he's letting the the lack of consistent pressure get to him, I don't know. Uh, one of the things that he's he hangs his head on throughout his career, you know, this guy's like a 65 66% thrower. He just is. So I think they get back to that. But that's – you need to get that going so you can get the running game going. It's all intertwined. And if you can at least show up, I'm not saying dynamic, but just a reliable passing game, maybe people back off and it gives JT a chance to just get that scene that he needs. But it just all starts. It starts with the offensive line because again, as I mentioned on, on Taylor's uh, lost, you know, lost yardage and and no gains. that's on the offensive line. That's not Taylor. That's not, pass or not being there to block or whatever. So a lot of it comes down to the offensive line. And as you've mentioned, we've all mentioned, it's the highest paid line in the league. And when you invest your money like that, you expect better returns. You know, Braden Smith's been up and down. Ryan kelly has been up and down. I think Hughes played pretty well. I've not really noticed Quentin Nelson having issues. But boy, everybody else is. And I just, you just have to believe they get this thing going. Because if they don't get the offensive line, Playing better, it's going to be hard for a 37-year-old quarterback to do what you need him to do. Well, Mike,
0: I mentioned this to you earlier. It breaks down everything because you mentioned the highest-paid offensive line in the NFL. I mean, you—you are—you know—dedicated, foundationally speaking, to that group right now. That undermines your philosophy here, Sunday, and then for the future. I mean, you can't have it. This is a have to. This is like one of my must wins here. This is a have to fix, or your entire philosophy gets flushed down the toilet to me.
6: Well, I can keep in mind that, like, let's say, let's say they get it fixed, okay, and it and they're back to where you can throw on JT it and it's in its serviceable. Well, then next year it's going to be even a more expensive line because yeah. you're going to do something at left tackle that's not going to be four million dollars it's going to be it's going to be a significant fix so yeah it's it's this is this is where they've sort of built the team and what's what's really kind of interesting is the Colts and Titans are sort of built the same way I mean they're really built strong offensive line strong defensive line and a really stud running back and a quarterback that's well, he can make plays, but you're, you really want to run the ball more. And, and that's how these both teams are, are built. And Zach Kiefer did a pretty good story. He and I were talking as he was doing this. Is he, 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 They're sort of outliers. I know Dallas wants to do that more. But th- this is a league that they, people like to throw the ball around the yard 45 times a game. And that's not the way, given their brothers, the Colts and Titans want to play football. And that's why I say, with the way that the Titans have have had trouble stopping the run. If that's an issue coming out of Sunday's game, that they're still not getting, you know, consistent yards and, and sustained drives with the running game, then you're, then the red flag goes up.
0: He's Mike Chapel of CBS Four and Fox 59 on and the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline Coaches Tavern. It is our tavern tour stop for September, and our large city bourbon locks and the Luna Azul Tequila shots. For week number four of the NFL, which starts tonight with the Bengals hosting the Dolphins over in Cincinnati. Um, Jim Irsay, if he was outspoken about two things in the offseason, first things first, it was Carson Wentz and why they needed to move on after one year. Right. Secondly, it was how this is an absolute, again, another must-win situation, a super premium must-win situation. That's how he views this Titans team, is it not? His level of disappointment, just beyond the fact that that really screws them up if, this lose, if they lose this game on Sunday, yeah, how do you rank his opinion on the Titans of the offseason and the level of importance with this game with the Titans on Sunday, Mike.
6: Yeah, and, and, and what's what throws a monkey wrench into it is Jacksonville might be pretty good. Yeah, they they might, they might be pretty good, but no, there's no question. I I wasn't at the owners' meetings. I, I I tapped in on Zoom, but the guys that were down there, what they said that struck them is he was talking about something else, and then he just went right to Tennessee. It's not like somebody said, "Well, hey, what about the Titans?" He brought it up. It's a burr in his butt that that they they've sort of dominated. Now the only quite the only issue I've got is. It's not like the, the Titans have dominated for the last 10 years. It's been like the last two years. They've won four of the last five. But that that's what, that's, it, it's most recent. They won the last two division titles. You know, the Titans are 10-2 and two in the division in the last two years. And the Colts, remember when the Colts won that 17 straight in the division? They're like 500 since then. So that's it. You just can't, you can't, that makes, it makes it hard everywhere else if you can't take care of your division, which during that time has not been a real strong division. So, you know, they, they've had trouble with, with Tennessee, and we know what they've done to Jacksonville. How, how P.O. do you think the owner was after that Jacksonville game, the 24 nothing game in Jacksonville, I bet, I bet he was blew it. But Tennessee is the one that he knows that if push comes to shove, that they're the ones you're going to have to beat, and he's probably right. And it, it won't be a good thing if Tennessee comes in here and all of a sudden Derrick Henry... Goes for a 160, and they sort of slap you around because th- this it's is much, one yeah. where you sort of say this. This is who we are, and you're not going to push us around here. And it stops today. That that's what has to happen.
0: You want to hear a half cock theory that I have? Sure. I I think that Jim Mersey is a little bit smitten because Tennessee going to the AFC title game. Being the one seed a year ago, winning the AFC South is clearly what he wants from his team, and I think that there's a bit of a smittenness, a bit of a jealousy there because obviously when they hired Frank Reich, you know, Mike Vrabel was a guy that certainly that Chris Ballard had kind of looked at, had kind of thought about. I think there's a bit of a smittenness there for Jim Irsay and Mike Vrabel and the accomplishments in the past couple of years for this Titans team compared to what the Colts have looked like with Frank. What do you think?
6: Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Because, you know, like I say, they're both doing it the same way. And right now the Titans are doing it better for whatever reason. I mean, they just are. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think there is some of that. And the only way to, to kind of bring his eye back here is to, is, is to get back and, and – I don't say dominate the series, but but, but be more successful in the series, and, and certainly not lose at home. And keep in mind, though, after going to Denver, then they've got Jacksonville and Tennessee again. So th- that's why we said from the start: the first seven games, five of them in the division, and you've already, you know, thrown away a tie and a loss. So I, yeah, I'm not quite on your must-win and all this train, but but I understand where you're coming from. And to go what would be oh two and one in the division after four weeks would not be a good thing at all. I I, I just think that Jim Mersey he like
0: he's at a point where it's like make or break for him a little bit here. He doesn't want to be hardcore. I mean, he wants to have fun. He wants to go to Farm Aid, you know, in, you know, in a couple hours and you right. know, get a video with Willie Nelson and hang out with Mellencamp or bring Mellencamp and Gorman back, you know, on Saturday night before that game against Kansas City. I think he wants to do all that while his team wins. And this is still the most important aspect of what is going on here is this team and the results of this team. And I just kind of think you look at what Tennessee has done compared to what the Colts have done, and that is a reminder that this Colts team is still obviously underachieved regardless of the circumstances of quarterback. Underachieved at this point, and I think that's not only with the fan base, but I think that's with with the owner as well. That's just my theory. It could be, again, half-cocked, but that's my theory.
6: So, and, and, and again the only way to, to flip the script is to go out and win it's you know it's, yeah, exactly it, it, it's great talking about this and I had a chat with the owner yesterday about this and you know the it, it, the AFC South and, and Tennessee are, is so much on his mind when you talk to the players about it during tra- at training camp about the AFC South and it's he does it pretty much every year but it's true and, and the, again the only way to, to get him satisfied and it should be is to win and and Build on Kansas City and show that that just wasn't an aberration. You know, maybe maybe Jacksonville was. I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know what to make of that game. But again, if you're if you're going to be a team that's built strong on both lines and a running back and all this, then 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 go out and, and kind of put your will on somebody on Sunday, and don't you know don't let a one of the worst run defenses kind of bottle up Taylor, and don't let Derrick Henry go off. I went back and looked. His last six games, he, he's yet to have 100 yards. Six straight games without 100 yards, he's averaging 3.1 yards a carry over that stretch. And, and don't let him get well against you guys because this is a great run defense. The Colts have got Grover Stewart playing outstanding. Uh, so just take care of business. Do what you're supposed to do. And don't piss off your owner. I know that he talked to you
0: today in Mike chapel of CBS Ford, Fox 59 joins us in closing here. Um, I know you're plugged in as anybody out there. Do you think that that win, not the way that they played, but that ultimate win, did that save the position of Chris Rosser's offensive line coach on Sunday?
6: I don't I think know. It did. I, I don't know if they would have pulled the plug. I don't know. I, at some point you, you have to do something to show people that you're paying attention. And, you know, they were never going to get rid of Frank and certainly not the GM. I think the GM is okay, is safe. I really, And I think Frank is too, barring this really going south. But it, at some point, it, it's like we've got to do something because if it persists, then maybe it's not the players, it's the position coach that people aren't listening to or the message isn't getting through. I don't know. I never like to see position coaches get fired because there's much more to it than that. Yeah. But they're the they're the ones that, that are out there, and that's it's it's their position. It's what they're supposed to do, and I just I just don't think they want to do that. I don't think they will do that. But had that had that thing ended up with a loss and the, the quarterback getting pounded around, I don't know. But any move they make is going to be a move like that at a position. And right now, that's the one position that's not playing well.
0: Yeah, it is, and it's, it's really the one position that can. And, you know, we talked about this last week. The defensive line wasn't playing well, and they stepped up big. I mean, they really did. They were reminiscent of, I think, what we expected to see uh, from that defensive line last weekend from Ngakwe to Buckner to Grover Stewart, who's been incredibly high-level consistent. That is what we expected to see, but uh, the offensive line is not even close. I mean, not even close to what, regardless of, you know, whether this is on Taylor or, you know, the quarterback, center communication, whatever, this is not even close to what you expect. So speaking of that, before I let you go, Shaquille Leonard, what's your expectation on Sunday
6: Gun to my head I say no yeah, I, I me just, too. And, and if he doesn't play Sunday, he doesn't play Thursday I mean what, what would change right. and that so, so maybe we're looking at that Jacksonville game coming out of the, the mini buy I he, I tell you what he he wanted to get something off his chest today and he did about he no one reads social media more than he does, and you get these troll idiots out there questioning. His willingness to play—I mean, really, this guy would run. He doesn't need my defense, but he's like 98% of these guys. He'll run through a wall to play. And if he's not playing, it's because he doesn't think he's ready yet, and and he's not going to put himself out there to hurt the team. I—I I know people see him bounce around on the sidelines and all this. You know, it was back surgery. He—they—they—they. They, 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 address two discs that that mess with that was messing with nerves this isn't a high ankle sprain or whatever else it's back surgery when he's ready he'll play and it's killing him not to play anyone who's questioning why it's taking so long it's because that's how long it's taken uh, it, it's not because he, he doesn't want to play it's because he's not ready yet when he's ready he'll play and and he'll be uh, one juiced up guy when he's ready to play and I don't mean that in a bad way.
0: Yeah, well, see, I agree with you on this. I don't think he plays Sunday, and then I don't think he plays because that's a Thursday night with Denver as well. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. We'll see if all this comes to pass, but man, this is a huge one coming up on Sunday. Mike Chapel of CBS Four and Fox Fifty Nine. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group pod line. Great conversation, Mike. I appreciate that. We'll see you at the press box coming up on Sunday, and hopefully, hopefully, I get a different idea and feeling about the quarterback that I did up there on Sunday. Because I honestly, up until that final drive, I thought he looked awful.
5: <laughs> he
6: looked awful. I I, thought, I I didn't think he was as awful as you as you did. I thought he. Yeah. When he was given the chance, he, he made the plays. But uh, we'll see. They, they, they'll they go as far as he takes them. I mean, JT is still the driving force, but only as far as your quarterback plays can yep. you go. Yep. No doubt about that. We'll see you up there on Sunday, Mike. Lunch is on me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, those hamburgers, I dig it. I, do you like your hamburgers, you know, like, uh, soaked in whatever that is? You know, it's great. <laughs>
6: If you don't like it, don't eat it. It's free. The next person that complains about free food, you ought to slap them.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, uh, is this true? I always thought this. This is my theory. How much did Bill Polian have to do with the location of that press box, the lack of facilities, really, for everybody up there, and then the uh, two elevators that not just go up there, but also have to drop people off at every every single level, fans. It's How off, much did awful. you have to do with that?
6: Well, probably not a lot. The reason we're on the top of the building is they could sell suites below us. Oh. Just about anywhere you go, I think Tennessee's still really nice, but so many places you're at the top of the building, but... Yeah, I don't think he had that much power here. I don't think so. Oh uh, no,
0: man. I don't know. I think <laughs> we're up there in that glass encased mausoleum for a reason right there. So you I you do he
6: said, is this a, is this as high as we can get him?
0: Can't we go even higher? I think he said we're gonna put these Because, listen, we, we, we all we were together when they were at the RCA dome and there were some yeah. moments there. Whether you're talking yeah. about that playoff game with Kansas City and the Colts when Chris Collinsworth was going over the Manning offensive calls, and he absolutely blew a gasket in front of us all right there. Yeah. I, and, and the fact that the fans were right there, I just – I mean, we you can't hear anything up there right now, really, because they play music with so much bass in it. And it sounds like that somebody has a real big time bass speaker system in the back of their seventy five Pinto, and then hatchback. Somebody
6: driving past my house, so you're on 9th Street <laughs> in my house. You know, vibrates from, from the bass. Uh, yes, yeah. I do. I
0: think I think that Bill had a great dad. I also think they screwed up with the son. Because the sun is on them, on the home team, for those 1 o'clock I thought, I
6: thought starts. About, I thought you were talking about Chris Bolian.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, the sun, yeah. Well, Tony Hugo, that's all, <laughs> that's all yeah, that anybody needed, I think, right there, was Tony Hugo, and then it was all done, right? I so, know. Yep. Anyway, all right, buddy, I appreciate you. Later. It's on Mike Chappell, CBS 4, Fox 59. See, one of these days you'll have to ask me of all my theories that I have. I got a lot of theories out there. That's one of them. Coach's Tavern downtown, a combo, a tavern tour stop, and a week four larceny bourbon locks and the luna tequila shots for you. Tomorrow's show, we're going to give away Titans Colts tickets for you. Bud Light Blue Friday. I'll tell you where, and it's not too far. More I am right now. More to come live from Coach's Tavern downtown. 93.5, 107.5, The Fan.
1: The Ride with JMV. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this and
5: totally redeem yourself. <laughs> 93.5,
1: and 107.5, The Fan.
0: Hey, welcome back. We're downtown coach's tavern for a tavern tour stop and our larceny bourbon locks and Ludo azul tequila shots this is week number four dead and bloated right there courtesy of the album core celebrating a 30th anniversary for stone temple pilots along with the celebration of allison chains and dirt this day 30 years ago, both of those incredible albums were released. Bryn Halverson rejoins on JMV. Hayden Fry's mustache wanted to know the story behind Collinsworth and Ursay that I mentioned a little bit earlier to Mike Chapel. It's not Collinsworth and Ursay, it was Collinsworth and Polian. So this goes all the way back to a playoff game. I think it was a wildcard playoff game at the then RCA Dome. And I don't know if it was the one where. Dave Calabro and Chris Whitelick got into a fight over a stool. It might have been, which was also awesome. Or the one where I went into the bathroom and somebody was grunting and groaning. And I go, man, is somebody having a baby in the stall? And I wondered who it was. And when they came out, it was Bill Polian. I don't know if it was that one, but it is this one. So it was Kansas City and it was the Colts. And Larry Johnson was the running back at the time for Kansas City. So they were going through, I believe it was on NBC, they were going through the whole pregame show and all that. And Chris Collinsworth had a thing on the Colts offense in Peyton Manning. And Chris Collinsworth started on the air talking. I guess Manning had given him actual offensive calls, calls at the line of scrimmage, actually call words, things like that. Well, if you remember on the RCA Dome, it was the press box was wide open, right open to the fans, the fans sat right underneath you. Um, the great Craig Kelly, the longtime Colts media guru, got absolutely lit on fire by Bill Polian. I don't know if I've ever seen Bill Polian mad, and I've seen him mad before. He was mad way back when, when I produced Mark Patrick's show, because Mark, when we were doing a show at the Colts Complex walked down what was described as a forbidden hallway to talk to then-special teams head coach Kevin Spencer. And I mean, lawyers were involved and all this. It was a big mess after that. So Bill could get, he could get sparked pretty easy. So he was absolutely livid about this and just lit up Craig Kelly right in front of me. I felt so bad for Craig. Just lit him up. Because Collinsworth was talking real Colts offensive calls in the pregame show of Kansas City. And this guy, I forget what year it was. You guys can look it up. Whenever Larry Johnson was the running back for Kansas City, the Colts ended up winning. I think it was a wild card game back in the earlier 2000s. But that was the game. That was the situation. was polian on Craig Kelly, the then Colts media guru. Uh, about something Chris Collinsworth was doing on the air. So there you go. There's the story in a thumbnail sketch right there, Brent Halverson. I love stories like that. You oh, want yeah. to hear the one about Bill Pulling in the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I was standing there. right? I mean, there was, there was some grunting and groaning going on there because there like there's like two stand-ups and then a stall some grunting and groaning. It sounded like somebody was having a baby back there. <laughs> This Bill Pauling, uh, just Bill uh, just And he just came walking g- out of there. Thing, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was the, uh, the pregame meal or what, but he just came walking out of there. There were some there were some loud noises. It's right interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, listen, we've all been through it. Oh, we've yeah, all had to sure. deal with, with the number two and loud noises. Just never in that public of a, a situation. It's a pretty right tight there. spot to be uh, getting business done. All right, large city bourbon locks, luna's old tequila shots, and tavern tour going on at Coach's Tavern. How are we doing?
2: Great. I mean, look at the crowd that just uh, rolled in. I mean, we got all the a lot of good familiar faces E-max here, right? Emax is there.
0: I'm making sure Emax does not get ticketed here. He's illegally parked, but I'm watching if Popo. Rolls up, I'm going to make sure that I knock on the window or give <laughs> Emacs the high sign to go out of movie's car. Just in he was just
2: telling me some great stories about, yeah. uh, speaking of uh, behind, behind the scenes, right, working the Motley Crue show and he yeah. was working backstage and just the stuff that you see in here. And, you know, he's got the pleasure of uh, working down the floor. He was down there with Reggie Miller, guarding him and his... Uh, boy,
0: I believe. And yeah. you
2: cool stuff like that. It's fun. Emacs you know? is awesome. He's a great way. guy. Yeah. Great guy. Comes so. out
0: to a lot of stuff, too. Good to see him. JB wants to know what was the Calabra-Widlick story. They both cringe when I say it. But back during an RCA Dome playoff game, um, there was not enough seating in the press box for everybody. And they set up some stools behind the desk area in the old RCA Dome. And I believe I, this may have been the Steelers game where uh, Nick Harper got forked by his uh, wife, girlfriend, whatever, uh, the night prior to, and, you know, the whole uh, Roethlisberger and the Vanderzat bad kick, whatever. But um, there was a stool, and Calabro and Whitlick fought over who was going to be able to sit. I thought they were going to, like, fist fight. It was one of the greatest moments ever. Like, I thought they were going to fist fight. <laughs> Great. I, awesome. And I still tell them all the time, I wish you guys would have. It was one of the highlights all time of me being in a Colts game. These two TV guys almost fighting. And just fizzled out. Yeah. Fizzled out. out. Yeah. Right. Somebody end up getting sitting yeah, there that's or good. whatever. Yeah. Make love, no war. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brent Halverson with us, Coach's Tavern downtown, the Harris Hoosier Park rings of the day on the other side. We'll close up our week four Larson, Bourbon, locks and Ludo, Azul tequila shots from Coach's Tavern next.
1: The ride with JMV. Hey, you gonna stare all day, or you gonna buy something? Uh, I'm gonna stare all day. 93.5 and 107.5. The fan. Scott
0: Montgomery cashed it in right there. R.I.P. Coolio. Three, four. Get your woman on the floor. Fifty-fifty dining and betting from Harrisburg Park Racing and Casino in Anderson. Cult Icon with a win. $3 to pay the place, $280, the show, $240. Rockin' Dio placed at $740, showed at $560. Always a Shining star, showed at $520. $2 exact to pay 2340 50 cent trifecta payout was $4905. That's your Harris Future Park race of the day. Tomorrow, Kilroy's Downtown. Bud Light Blue Friday, with, Bud, I should say Bud Light Blue Friday. Titans Colts tickets to give away. Kilroy's Downtown coming up tomorrow. Brent, anything to add before we bail out of today? Next Thursday, we're at uh, Joe's Grill in Westfield. A little combination. A little JMV show with you and then a little Colts pregame huddle got afterwards. Got a lot going on next week. Yeah, Looking forward it's going to be that. good up at yeah. Joe's Grill in Westfield. Now you're going to
2: leave about week. what? Uh, noon to get up there, right? It's going oh, to be a little it'll while. Probably it'll there. be a
0: little bit of a hike. <laughs> there's no doubt. But Looking yeah. forward
2: to it. Last time we were there last year. Great, great turnout. Looking forward again. So come up and join us for some, uh, some samples and some That'll great That'll be a Roman Joe's act appearance time. I'm assuming Absolutely. that because
0: that's in his backyard. Yeah, they walk right through the woods right yeah. there, both he and Sarah. I think he told me it's like a three wood away, so that's, that's good. They actually sent food last week, and I think uh, somebody else decided to get it. They hung slapfish on the door. Ooh. And somebody else got it. it Swiped me, thing, huh? Swiped the They're swipe kind
2: of, very kind of the Roman X to always take care of everything. Like, oh, <laughs> thank like.
0: you, buddy. Hey, love you, my friend. Brent Hoverson, Heaven Hill Distillery, Distillery. Large <laughs> City Bourbon Locks, Luna Zool Tequila Shots, week number four. Cam, great job from you. Kyle back at the studio, fantastic. going to thank Amber and Tommy S for being here. Shout out to Ari for trying to get my mom inside the lounge via YouTube Live on Monday. Thank you, Ari, for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Figure out how that works right there. So (laughs) my mom absolutely loved Ari, though. Loved Ari. All right. Tomorrow, Kilroy's downtown, Bud Light Blue Friday. Titans Colts tickets to give away. Love to see you there. Thank you all for joining us today. TJ McConnell, Mike Chappell, John Glennon, and our Larceny Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots. Back with you tomorrow with three on the fan. Have a great night.